Hello, listening people. Hello. You are listening to Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm Ryan Slowinski. Bartek. No last name for Bartek, as it always has been. You are now listening to Spin Polish Presents in 2017, I hope. I mean, unless you've listened to this episode somehow in 2016, or 2018, 19, 20, I don't know, but we're recording this. This is our first episode in the new year. So, uh, Happy New Year, everyone. Yep. First Thursday of the new year, too. Oh, oh I just revealed when we recorded it. Oh, shit. Now historians would be like, what was the first Thursday of the new year? <laughs> shit. Oh, it was the 32nd. Shit. <laughs> shit. So, you're listening to our show, and on Unappreciated Masterpieces, what we do is we do feature-length audio commentaries for movies that seemingly don't deserve them. But that's where the word seemingly comes in, because we beg to differ on that, don't we, Bartek? I beg you, please. See, that's him differing. And and we do movies that may not be considered the greatest, but we think they are. We find something in them that the rest of society did not, because at the end of the day, someone wrote this, someone directed this, someone acted in it. People spent time, days of their lives, working on this product, on this piece of art, on this film, and it just wasn't accepted by the general masses or the critics the way it should have. And we delve into these movies trying to find out why they didn't get accepted and what is this movie about? What makes them an unappreciated masterpiece? But, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe this will be a film that will change it all. Or it won't. Maybe it is a film so radical that we just are going to be blown away by how unappreciated it is or how much of a masterpiece, or both. But Bartek, what is the film? Right, first of all, I just want to say that your whole speech right there about what we do, it was very beautifully said and very handsome of you. The movie that we are doing today is Pun. Oh, shit, I don't... Look, I know it's a new year and you make resolutions, but none of my resolutions were to learn Polish. So I don't know what movie we're watching, because I... Yes, we both happen to be Polish, because that's why we're both spitting Polish, likingly, because we're spitting, and we both happen to be Polish, but this Polish boy here, Ryan, does not know the language. Oh, no. So I don't know what we're watching. Yeah, well, my, well just before I say it, uh, my new year's, new year's resolution is to do the exact same thing multiple times and expect different results. And sometimes you'll get them. Yep. The so, mo- what so, are we watching? But I'm not going to just say the title again. Pan is a weird word, because it's a different thing in multiple languages. In Japanese, it's, you know, the word for bread, I think. In Polish, it's the word for, like, a, a man or a sir, like you'd be Pan Sluinski. Uh... But in English, it's a cooking utensil. But it's also the last name of Peter Pan, and this movie is about Peter Pan. It's called Pan. From 2015? Yeah. That was two years ago. Yeah, we could um, if we did this a week ago, we could have said it a year ago. Oh, but we didn't do it a week ago, and we we're not doing it today. alone, are we? We've got a guest. Our oh, yeah, first guest of the year. Yay. You know, the, the bar's going to be set pretty high for the guest of what quality the year's going to be for the rest of the guests. Oh, she's so, going to blow everyone away? So it's a she. Oh, good. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi, Kate. So, Kate Dyer, um, who appeared on this show once before for the Shaggy Dog. Mm-hmm. Woof, yeah. woof. That was great times. There is no Shaggy Dog in this movie, or is there? I don't know. Kate told us just before recording that she didn't finish the entire movie before we started this. So, 
Kate, if it suddenly turns into the shaggy dog near the end, you wouldn't know. I got this covered. <laughs> She's got it covered. So, let's get straight into this. Okay, Ryan. Syllable. Thank you, Bartek. So, guys, you got to have your copy of Pan ready. Pan is a newer movie, so it's right there for you to enjoy. It's not hard to find. So get your legal copy of the 2015 classic Pan. And we are going to do a countdown for you guys to get in sync to watch this with us. So get your Blu-ray slash DVD slash VHS player ready, because when we say go, that's when you got to... G-O. Okay. Which is the Japanese word for five, but in English it okay. means go. So get ready to press play in three, two, one, play. So... No, I said say go. Now they for someone to say go. Oh, well, if it helps you guys, we're approximately... Seven, eight, eight nine, nine, ten. ten. <laughs> Thanks, Kate, for contributing to the countdown. She didn't really want 13, to because Kate's 14. got a mouthful of chips. I had a snake that time. Oh, shit. She had a phallic-shaped object in her mouth. God damn it. I bought snacks, and I chose the wrong snacks to bring. She always brings the wrong snacks. But the loud ones. All one time she's come on, and I don't think she brought snacks last time. I don't remember. No, I didn't. She did not. So, we're watching the 2015 cinematic classic (laughs) Pan. Um, Let's give a brief history of this movie, of our histories. Bartek? Bartek? What's your history with Pan? I had not... Of this specific movie, I had not heard of it until you brought it up to me, like, about a week or two ago. Oh, good. You mentioned something like, oh, this guy's there, which is appropriate, but he's a cowboy. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll get into that later. Um, but we'll get into that later. I ha- And I have limited familiarity with the expanded universe of the Peter Pan. Hmm. Yes. The Panverse, yeah. Yes, the Panverse. <laughs> and that's it. That's your background. Uh, I mean, there's not really much more I could add to that unless you have questions. Mm, no, I'm good. No. <laughs> you Kate, see? Kate, what's your background? Um, well, I had heard of the movie, unlike Bartek, when you told me this is the one we were watching. Because you were in society when it happened, not yes. dwelling in some cave yes, waiting for a podcast to bring you out to the light. Um, to be fair, it, we started in 2015. It was actually a movie that I did want to go and see <laughs> what's in the your movies because I did really like the look of it. Um, I just never got around to it. And now you have. Now I partly. Have. Partly. Partly. That's I did make it partway through. I, um, as Ryan and Bartek will be aware, I'm moving to Darwin next week and been busy with my. So wedding. if you want Kate's current address, where she'll no longer be living, so you can break in dead easy because she's not there. It is, and the then desert. that's when like I put in editing a giant beep, <laughs> like beep. It's Seventeen Address Street. Look, my history with this movie is very simple. I saw the ads for it. I saw the trailers, I saw a lot of advertisements, all this stuff, heard the buzz wasn't so good, and said, you know what? Not for me. This looks like, again, this is past Ryan making another past mistake, thinking, oh, this is going to be exactly like Oz the Great and Powerful, which past Ryan did not see also, and say, it will be crap, just like Oz the Great and Powerful, and boy was I wrong on both fronts. You you also wrong about something else. You said the buzz wasn't good for this. Mm-hmm. Buzz was in the Shaggy Dog. I know we were joking about this being the Shaggy Dog, but Tim Allen's not in this movie, Ryan. Are you sure Tim Allen's not in this movie? What, does he play Mary? Is he... No, he obviously, he obviously plays Nibs. 
Oh. <laughs> and he's not in it for much because he's too expensive, I see. Yeah, that's why they don't have nibs in it too much. You know, uh, Peter Pan was one of my favourite Disney movies growing up as well. Really? Mm. That's going to be really embarrassing for you because yeah. I don't like Peter Pan the Disney... No, it's alright. Really? Why? It's okay. It's Shigeru just... Miyamoto likes Peter Pan. Who? Shigeru Miyamoto. Oh, that classic. That classic guy, he only made Mario and Zelda. Yeah, well, just because... What What, what do you want from me? Game. Like, I just... I'm not comparing myself hold on, hold on. to the maker of Mario. What, what was that say? You said Kate? I started Majora's Mask the other day. That's oh, my favourite Zelda game. For the game. first time ever? For oh. the first time ever. Favourite Zelda game. Um, He said that uh, Peter Pan is one of his biggest inspirations for the Legend of Zelda series. You don't say. So yeah. very appropriate. What Zelda games have you played, Ryan? Well, you know. Yeah, I know. Okay, end of that. Here's a character already. We're already into the movie, guys. Madame Bumble. Hmm? Madame Bumble. They don't get it's bacon. Not, it's really not Bumble, is it? I'm making an Oliver reference. Oh, good. I was about to say, I'm like, because this is a bit too close to Oliver, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, at the start of this, he is very much, please, could I have some bacon? Which, you know, I really wanted Oliver, <laughs> Oliver to say. Well, and then, used to and, get bacon. And then, yeah, used to. It's World War Two. You gotta suck it up. And then, and then you can have Oliver Platt being like, BACON! BACON! And just keep saying it, and then the rest of the movie's just the trip about this one magical boy's trip for bacon in, one, in <laughs> Neverland. Well, there's the image. What another plot twist. Hmm. Yeah. But the difference here is that in Oliver, it was well known that the, they were all hogging the food here. It's like, oh, it's a rumour. Oh, yeah, it's a secret. <laughs> even, even though... I think it's kind of justified. They said that they're, like, rationing it. And when they find it, it's, like, in a storeroom, like, being rationed. So it's like, mm, yeah. Rationed. It's what she said. <laughs> mm, exactly. So here's something that just came up. We just just got it. Was he was doing a drawing with chalk oh, of yeah. his mother, which he would have the baby memory of. How would he know what his mother Because he's like? a fucking fairy, that's why. <laughs> you didn't watch the end of the movie. Like, no, I didn't. Like, he's British, you know. It's like Harry Potter. Because he's British. He gets, no he gets, yeah, Harry Potter gets, like, memories of when but his Harry, parents were killed. But his parents are magic, so they visit him. Yeah, but his dad is a fairy and his mum is a human, so magic applies still. Jeez, Harry Kate, don't... Half, Harry was a half-blood. Exactly. Was, I don't know. His, his mum was a moogle. Fuck, we're talking about Peter Pan on Harry Potter. Can we... Look, oh, here's my favourite One of my favourites. The racially sensitive black kid. <laughs> and I'm not joking, but I don't know if you noticed this, but there's a bit... I haven't, no. There's a bit where... After this air raid goes off, where these kids choose to get snacks rather than live... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the black kid is sweeping the floor with yeah. another guy and he says like in the most stereotypical like uh servant way that in like you know in 1940s films they always had like the stereotypical black servants who are they yes you know, massa yeah, yeah yeah he's like he's talking like that sweeping the floor he says like a line of dialogue to them and it's like his only line and i'm like isn't he english <laughs> you know what I mean? Wait, so not to say that he's a woman, but he's got that like mammy voice. Yeah, like he's got that typical American black servant from the nineteen thirties movies, where it's like, oh, me, Mister, and all that kind of crap. And uh, I, I, I do it. I do an impression, but this show is not known for racism. Racism, so I won't. No, in two thousand. Because if it's you're fun. being bombed, the, oh, you want to be okay. lowered to the ground and higher up. You're being attacked. Okay. No, right? Kate. 
They just love holes. The film with Shia LaBeouf. Well, Ryan, I saw I Allied. I saw Allied the other week and there were bombings and they didn't go into holes. They just stood around in their garden. Well, they're fucking idiots, aren't they? Yeah, they're only military. Now, I love this, where it's like, why is the Virgin Mary clean? And I was, ex- <laughs> I was expecting it to be a cookie jar. But in fact, it is a lever for an enormous booby trap. And then, here's the thing that I get. Nibs, down here, and then... Nibsy, wait, wait. He's like, I told you, booby trapped. Nibs said it was booby trapped in the previous scene, not Pan. I'm already on board with this movie because it's like Peter absorbs what other people do and say around him at the beginning of the movie, but by the end, he believes in himself and he becomes his own man. Well, Ryan, if you had the DVD or the Blu ray, you'd get the deleted scene where Peter says, Yeah, booby trapped, you're right. <laughs> then it's justified. <laughs> no, no, it's actually like an earlier scene in which Peter's a little like he's been dropped off to the nursery, and his first words are "booby trap," <laughs> and then he could be like, "Ha, ah, told you!" In that opening sequence with Amanda Siegfried, who's in this, yeah, Kate, Welcome just back. let us know mm-hmm. so we don't get too weird about it. How far into the movie did you manage to make um, it so we get an idea? We've already passed it. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, Alright, come on, let's let her answer. The end. It was a solid half hour in. Half so hour, no, minutes, so not really that far. I, you said I didn't get it to make it to the end, which implied I made it a good way through. So did you even see Hugh Jackman? Ryan, yes, I did. I saw Hugh Jackman. Well, that's enough. You're reading implications, Ryan. He looks like a pansy. What? Are you being insensitive to pansy? I don't, I don't like his pansy? costume. Kate, this is unappreciated masterpieces in which we appreciate the unappreciated. And his costume is damn fine. Did well, you not see him without the wig on? It doesn't look very piratey, though. He's not supposed to be your typical pirate. Well, yeah, I guess so. He's over dramatic. <laughs> he's like a he's no. like a theater pirate. Look, in Ryan, a film. Ryan, let's be fair. Kate doesn't like him. Maybe he doesn't like her. <laughs> Foreshadowing. But let's, <laughs> but let's not get into that yet. Let's not get into that yet. So, Kate, Jesus. Yeah, I'm, really I'm taking these away from her. Why? Bartek, you can have some. <laughs> oh, got it. What flavour is that? There you go. Nacho cheese? Oh, that's fine. <laughs> but So this is Spit and Polish and Eats, where we teach you how to eat. Commentary on food and movies. So, Kate, mm. you didn't see him much. So basically you saw a little bit of this movie. Yeah. What was the last thing? <laughs> oh, sorry, just the what? nun covered with fire behind her she's still like not moving out of any sort of fear because she's like I'm gonna punish these kids <laughs> like you know what I mean oh yeah 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 uh, so Kate what was the last bit that you saw exactly do you have that good of a memory I think they were, they were about to start mining what <laughs> I think so it's right after the Nirvana song yeah so you didn't even get to meet Hook really I met Smee Oh, so, yeah. Smee's classic. I didn't meet Hook. Okay. Now I feel like I was just about up to that bit. Now, let's get into this properly, guys. I mean, we've, been, we've been coasting around the big issues here. How are we Peter Pan fans? And if and, and or do we know much about the mythos? Um, I know bits and pieces, I think, mostly from... <laughs> so the black kid just said his line, and I was like, "There he is." 
Um, I know bits and pieces about the mythos based on like what I might have randomly heard on, online or in the games of Kingdom Hearts, but... <laughs> Kingdom Hearts? They have biographies about characters from the works that are featured in there, so it's like, oh, Peter first debuted in this movie and this is his story. So I know things from random places, I guess. Well... I might have seen the movie when I was really young, though. What, what's the animated Disney classic? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I watched that too. Uh, I have my general knowledge of... I've seen Hook as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have my general knowledge from those kind of things and just general... Oh, one of my favourite bits. <laughs> I sent Ryan a screen cap of this, the next shot. Yeah, where she's thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> so, my... I just have a generalised knowledge. So there's a few things that I just go, oh, okay, so is this in the original? Like, what's this? When did this become a thing? Like... Was it, since it's been a while since I watched the Disney version too, did Hook have a Smee? Or was, yeah, that, just, or was that just in Hook? No, he always had Smee. Okay. He yeah, the Smee was in Kingdom Hearts, so I know you. Striped yeah. shirt, and he had to get rid of the crocodile. Did he speak Glasses. like, did he speak like this Yeah, something? he had a funny voice. Captain. Yeah. He yeah, doesn't yeah. in this movie. Damn it. He's got a funny voice, but he doesn't have that voice. He doesn't... Maybe that's his origin story for the sequel. Oh, yeah, and also, when I was in Poland the last couple of times, my, my little sister, she sometimes would watch um, their equivalent of this, like, channel that has a bunch of children's cartoons. It's called Mini Mini, I think. And one of them was some Peter Pan spin-off show about, like, these three random kids looking for treasure and Captain Hook and Smee were the villains of that show. Aww. Yeah. So, Kate, okay, you have a big history. You're a big Peter Pan fan, huh? I do quite like Peter Pan. Um, is he your the... favourite Pan? Yes, he is. He's also the only Pan I know of. So Take that, there. dead Pan. Um, I've seen the Disney cartoon a few times. Then there was like a real-life version released a few years later, which I saw also a the few times. 2003 version? Yeah, I think so. Not the live musical version that was televised with Christopher Walken as Hook and a grown woman as Peter Pan? No. Oh, you missed out. No, <laughs> Boy, did you that. miss out. <laughs> Who'd want to see that based on that description, right? It was sounding really good up until you said grown woman playing Peter Pan. Well, on stage, that. on stage, Peter's usually played by... The, what's that? Whitewash? Gender wash? Gender wash Peter Pan? Yeah, that's what they do on stage. They get women to play Peter Pan. Come on, guys. Look, she just, like, full kicked him. And that is foreshadowing because... See what happened there, Bartek? Did you see what happened when she kicked him? Yeah, he got launched back. He flew in the air. He got grabbed, but he got launched in the air. And then when he gets kicked by the villain of the movie, Blackbeard, he flies. Oh, that's clever. Because at this point, Mm. you're thinking, like, oh, this is is a kid's fantasy movie. It's like, joke that he flew like that. And I want to know. Like, I didn't really pay attention to that kind of thing, but there's usually a rule of threes with that. When he flies at the end, and spoiler alert, (laughs) Kate, he flies again. Uh, does he get kicked by he someone? Jumps, he jumps backwards. Oh, well, he kicks himself off the, <laughs> off the thing. Uh, Nibs. Friends till death. I Why did he jump off the boat? Because Nibs didn't want to be sold into piracy. What do you mean? He That's just got true. kidnapped. This is true. This so is Kate in a world where... Off? What? Because he's afraid of heights. You really didn't watch this movie, did you, Kate? You're just pretending. I know you. No, I watched this bit. Yeah, he's afraid of heights. It, it was. I like that at, they're typing something that's already been typed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was hinted at when he looked at the ladder, but it gets 
pointed out many times. I think it's really hinted at when he's stuck on the side of the ship and it's on fire. (laughs) So, we've asked this a couple of times on this show, but um, that room full of ladies there, did you think that they were going to come back? No, I never thought that. No? I thought once you're out of the human world, you'll never see humans again. It's not like I expect... I didn't even expect to see the nuns again, to be honest. Mm. I was, I, I was actually a bit surprised a... that I saw Nibs. Spoiler alert, you see Nibs again. Nibs, I, I was... I like Nibs. Yeah. I like Nibs too. I was a bit surprised though because I thought Nibs was... I actually thought when Nibs jumped, mm. it's very rare for a kid's movie to give this feeling, but I think the relationship between Nibs and Peter was so well established. Like, the children that are doing these performances, like, the kid actors are fantastic. Even this mm. little, little guy with a plane. I want to know what his story is. <laughs> and... They're both really good, and I actually had a little, a little moment where, in a kid's movie, I was like, oh, is Nibs going to not make it when he jumps over? Mm. Like, I thought, oh, is he going to, like, die? And I'm like, oh, and because I actually expected Nibs to be in the movie. Like, well, I actually he had, expected him to be... Him. He had over 11 minutes of being basically the second protagonist. Yeah, and I actually thought, I actually thought, oh, they're going to be doing the Lost Boys thing, right, with all the other kids, mm. right? And you got to set the set up the origins for that, and Nibs would be like his right hand man, his Rufio type or whatever, right? So his Ron Weasley. Hmm. His yeah, I don't know. Enough Harry Potter, <laughs> damn you. So uh, you know his vulture to the Matthew Broderick stuck in a Santa costume. So I really <laughs> thought that Nibs was going to be a companion throughout this movie, and that Peter would have someone his own age, and also in the same understanding to bounce off of, but mm. he didn't. And yeah, I think I th- that might have been a weakness of this movie, because I really felt like once Peter becomes the pan, you kind of lose uh, that that point of view angle. Like, it's kind of like when you have a movie, like, say, Alice in Wonderland falls in the same trap of once you have a prophecy that makes them kind of a, a Jesus figure, mm. you kind of lose the ability to relate to them. Yeah. yeah. But on this movie, I think that it's just a minor thing, but I think that might have pushed people back. Yeah, I, I definitely did read a comment on YouTube that said that uh, Nibs should have probably played the role that Hook ends up playing, as in like his guy s- that follows him the whole time and encourages yeah. him. I thought it would have been actually interesting for Nibs to be Hook, right? Because mm. Peter doesn't age. That's his thing. He never wants to grow up. Yeah. While Nibs seem completely... Like, see, that's the thing that they set up. Like, nice. Like, I'm not saying that they, it's not obviously what not it didn't happen, but I thought yeah. Nibs and Peter were very good friends, but they differed on quite a lot of things. Like, Peter believed that the parents would come back. Nibs had a more cynical view of the world. It was more... Headstrong Nibs was a bit more cowardly, but he would still kind of join in, you know what I mean? Like, he has, Nibs has the potential to be a leader, as does Peter. Like, these little things yeah. that could make a great foundation they for a friendship. They could have been foils to each other. Exactly, and Peter would be like, I never want to grow up on Nibs. I felt like he's the kind of guy who, who can't wait to be a grown-up. Like, that's yeah. how I got it. I, I, I'm getting choked up about Nibs, and his mm-hmm. fucking name's Nibs. That's like a great name. You know what I mean when you get choked up about a character whose name is stupid? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, Star Wars, you know, they have so many characters with ludicrous names, like Luke Skywalker. I mean, great name, but it's also ludicrous, but you're like, oh, I'm getting emotional about a guy called Skywalker. Fuck me. (laughs) Not joke. It's, it's second to the fart joke that's already happened in this movie. Yeah, I like that one. (laughs) Cool. 
<laughs> so we're entering Neverland now. And what did we think, guys? Seeing a big on-screen cinematic version of Neverland that isn't animated. I like it. I like this bit. Mm. With the water bubbles or balls? Water bodies. Spherical Here's water bodies. my thing. I like water bubbles. It, 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 Someone didn't turn their phone off. Not me. Fucking Kate. Mine's on vibrate. Oh no. Who knows? But I like the idea of what happens when um, those fish, like, eventually would they not run out of water? How does the water keep filling up? Mm. Also, what happens if that crocodile just jumps out of the water? Does it just fall? Yeah, it's like Mario Galaxy. What? Because <laughs> Mario Galaxy is all about going to a bunch of spherical Did you know worlds. That, that this inspired Mario? Did it actually? Well, Mario Galaxy was yeah, quite a number of years before <laughs> But this, this is Peter Pan. And Mario Galaxy 2 was also a number of years before Yeah, this. but this is Peter Pan. And you Mario... said earlier that it inspired. Well, you know, <laughs> I did say yes, Shigeru Miyamoto was inspired by this, so, you know, the franchise itself could have. Look at this gorgeous ship. With these gorgeous children. Look at them. I mean, that kid, the blonde one who just turned around now, he's replacing Nibs. And then he disappears. Orphan 13. Oh, orphan wow. 2. Orphan 1. You know, you got to number your orphans. They won't even have... Uh, and here we go. We're finally entering when the movie is the divisive point. When I was first watching this, I wasn't too sure about the singing of Nirvana, but as it kept kind of going and turning into this chant, it was... Yeah, like, they didn't it sing... It got really menacing, they never said, like, this is really cool. Yeah, they, they never said Smells Like Teen Spirit, did no, they? I they... think they just sang the, the chorus again and again and again. <clears throat> like, it's kind of like a Mad Max feel, this mm. moment, where mm-hmm. he's like a Morton Joe standing there and he's pledging his stuff. I mean, I like the fact that you can take from this that Hugh Jackman slash Blackbeard, because they're basically both the same person, in a good way, where it's like they're a Broadway version of something. Like, Mm. Hugh Jackman's a Broadway actor. People love to think of him as this hardcore action guy's Wolverine, but really, he likes to sing and dance and be a real showman. And so does Blackbeard. Like, people think Blackbeard's like this... Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, exactly. And here's Blackbeard, you think, oh, he's this menacing, big, mean pirate. And you look at him and you go, oh, a little goofy, but still, like... Of the theme, but then he comes out and he does like his splits. <laughs> he's singing along, and he's like, he's such a showman, and it's just like such a Broadway thing to do. I just, this, this I costume, love it. It looks, it does look. Cool. It's got his Spaniard kind of look going on. I just don't like the booty. Yeah, no, it's a very Spaniard kind of look. Yeah, with the armor and stuff going. And on. And the feathers and the red. I don't know how I feel about the feathers. I love them. I love him. And there he goes. And you know what I feel with that shot? I know you got green screen there, but I really feel like Hugh Jackman just did that because he can. Oh, he would have just been like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Like, he sees that little eight-year-old kid playing Peter and he's like, fuck yeah, and just jumps. And that's when Black the kid <laughs> who becomes Peter, the kid who's Peter Paid grew up to be the next Hugh Jackman. <laughs> well, did you read the trivia for this? On IMDb? Yeah. I believe I did. Did you read the trivia? Fun trivia about the guy who plays Hook? Uh, yeah, how they got along really well. Hugh Jackman and the guy who plays Yeah, Mike. they seemed like the best of bros. Yeah, he was just like, he inspired me and most men of my age to be actors. And I'm like, Hugh Jackman? And he said, like, <laughs> that you he... Know what I mean? Like, I love Hugh Jackman, but outside of Wolverine... To be fair, though, he was... And if so... you're not Australian, yeah. like, what does he mean to you? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? To be like, fair... I love him, I love him. To be fair, you, you're focusing on the actor part. <laughs> I actually, I um... He said stunts, didn't he? He actually came and did, like, a live show, and he talked about his life, and he was, like, a big, like, song and show sort of thing, so he'd sing songs and different musicals and stuff that he'd been a part of. It was really interesting, because I'm just like... 
You're Wolverine. You're Wolverine. <laughs> no, no. The, the thing that he focused on was how intensely he works out in the gym. Yeah, well, Hugh well, Jackman's... Hugh Jackman's fucking rich. I know, but, but the guy who played Hook, what's his name? Garrett Hedlund. Garrett Hedlund was... He was just enamoured by the way he works out in the gym. Might I add something? This scene here, he said... These rules are so simple, you can fit them on a pig's ear. And the first rule is like a speech. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like 15 lines long. And then the second one, it's, it's still on the same side, my dad. He hasn't flipped it. Yeah. And his second one is just like another speech. He's oh. got teeny handwriting. My dad, when he's talking about all this slavery stuff, all the kids look excited because they're going to get candy, which you never see them get. And the only kid that looks worried other than Peter is the black kid. And I think, you know what I mean? Like, again, I don't want to be this racial insensitive, but it's, but it's kind of like, it's, it's, he knows, it's he knows. Of, like stereotypical. Yeah. I don't think you're being racially insensitive at all. I think you're being like the most sensitive. That's, that's being, it, and it's like in a good way. Like, that's my that's my. You're problem looking out. You're looking out for little black. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bartek. So this is where yeah. Kate got up to. Yeah. This is where. Let's I'm actually happy. see how long. Twenty minutes. No, Twenty three. There you go, Smeagol. See, I told you I meant Smee. Is his name actually Smeagol in the in the things, or is he actually just Smee? Like he's nicknamed. From what Smee. I understand, it's just Smee. But I mean, maybe this is an adaptation thing. I didn't look up who this actor was. I really liked him. He reminded me of Oscar Isaac. A lot. Yeah, we know Oscar Isaac, yeah. No. no? I just pretend. never watched Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Yeah. The fuck's that? Poe. Oh, he looks yeah, like he reminds yeah. me of him. Oh, the guy who was barely in it. But that everyone loves? Yeah. Okay, him. Kind of like Greedo. <laughs> well, Greedo's much minor. Fuck minor. Harry Potter, let's talk about Star Wars! <laughs> yeah, same thing. So, Kate, tell us what your thoughts kind of were when you were watching this up to what up to. So, what was your general rollercoaster feeling? Well, I like the whole, um, I guess, seeing how he got into Neverland. Yeah. And in the orphanage and getting the whole like Oliver and also like a Miss Trunchable vibe. Were you getting Miss Trunchable vibes from that main? No, part? I was just getting mean Irish Catholic woman. Okay. <laughs> um, I Ooh. was interested to see more of Hugh Jackman. Obviously, throughout more of the movie, oh, I Kate, was Kate, able to watch it Kate, more of it. Kate. You get to see a lot of him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You get. You haven't seen the scene, but you get like, to see I'm, a lot of him. I think they've set it up really well, and I'm intrigued. Well, she's intrigued. That's what that's what the first act of a movie should do for you, and it worked. It See, works. See, successful. No. Can I have some chips? No. Yes. Here's a tip. You can shake them at the microphone. <laughs> I shake you all. Sorry, guys. Back to the Pixum. Here's the thing that I, I I like about this movie, right? It's it's kidsy, but not afraid to be edgy. And mm. for adults at the same time, like the whole Hook character is really for adults. He's he's very sleazy. He's very uh, uh, you know menacing on a level, like not fully because he's not the antagonist of this movie. He he doesn't do that role. That was he's me. huh? Oh yeah, it was you. Yeah. So he admits her mistake. And you know he's she's the antagonist. Kate's the antagonist of our show. <laughs> okay. You have Blackbeard's whole existence. He murders people and children. He murders children in this, like, willy-nilly. Like, that's the best part. Like, this movie's, like, not afraid to be, like, 
kidsy whimsy, like one of my favorite lines of this entire movie, we've already passed it, was Peter Peter arriving in Neverland and being like, is this Canada? I really <laughs> like that. It's, it's really sweet. It's actually a joke that really lands well. I think that's a good thing about this movie. Yeah, and it was so, sort of set up because they were talking about Canada earlier. Exactly. Yeah, was. And Nibsy. And, you know, that's a cool thing about this movie. I think the jokes land for the kids, but, but the darker stuff, the darker nature, really lands for the adults, and I think mm. they blend them too well together for this to be a perfect family movie. Because, you know, when you think family movies, you think, oh, light, fluffy, with nothing of content in there. Maybe, maybe and if they are, you think, like, Pixar, perhaps. Let's think about the Pixar movies and the Disney ones. They're not afraid to throw some dark, edgy ideas into their movies mm. while still catering for the kids. Oh, yeah, they mentioned I love that growing up, watching some of the older Pixar movies and then watching them again older, you, mm. you notice things yeah. that you didn't notice when you were a kid, and you were like, oh, that's why Dad was laughing, or mm. blah, 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 blah. I really like this dwarf actor that he has. Has, and there's never a reference to him at any point. They never address him. They never say anything about He's that. There. Yeah, and he has little wings on his back, like they're sewn onto his vest. <laughs> so is he supposed? Is he like a reference to a creature that is in Peter Pan, or is he supposed to be like there a is? reference to like the flying monkey type in Wizard of Oz? Like I'm kind of wondering. You'd think I'd, I would like, assume it'd be a fairy sort of reference. Well, he hates fairies, Kate. If you watch the movie, you know this. <laughs> Here's the thing, Bartek. You know, when 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 you watch this, you watch it all the way through. Now, this could be considered a, a very critical question in a negative sense for, towards a movie, but it's still one that you have to address. The motivation of Blackbeard mm-hmm. is to get this Pixum to help him. Kate, we're not going to say what it is because you have to see the scene to understand why he needs all the Pixum because you haven't seen that, have you? No, no I haven't. He, he kill and the fairies make the pixie dust or pixum or whatever. And then he proceeds to kill all of them. Is it mentioned that they make it? Or is it yeah, they, they make it. They make it. Yeah, okay. Smee explains it. Smee explains it. They make it. So he genocides them and he wants to genocide them again. And he's like, is that a verb? Yeah. Okay. Genocides them. Exterminates them. Feel better? Yeah. He exterminates them. Around and then him. he finds they have a spoiler a fairy kingdom that's mm-hmm. secretly hidden and look there he is little guy yeah, it's, it's, like, it's a fairy kingdom that's hidden and he finds it and he sees that it's got all of this pixum like whoa loads of it and he goes oh this is great and then he just goes kill all the fairies it's like wouldn't you want to keep a bunch of them to create pixum forever like you know <laughs> what I mean like keep them as a slave race instead of using these humans these kids you know what I mean Mm-hmm. But yet again, how does one enslave a fairy? Bartok, did you have a problem with that at all? What, did that ever kind of come up to you? Well, his whole motivation, I feel, isn't... It, it's like an obvious one because it's... Bye-bye. He's dead, by the way. <laughs> because it's something you can infer just from watching it. I don't think it's ever actually like stated that this is what he wants to do with it. You just see him do it and it's like, oh, I see. And that's just it. Yeah. Isn't that, is that right? Or does he actually mention, I use this to... Yeah, at the end. At the very end when he opens the thing. I'm, I'm trying to not spoil it for you, Kate. Mm-hmm. But he it's says really not this, that big of a deal. No, he says this big grand line. He says this big grand line and it sums up his whole entire motivation. We'll get to it when, when we see the scene that we're trying to hide from Kate. Because, <laughs> you know, Kate, you get to see a lot of Hugh Jackman in this. So, I do like Hugh Jackman. I like this recurring thing that he says. Think a happy thought, and then he murders someone. Like, he does that throughout the movie. 
what that's all about. Well, in a way, it's like it might not be like too effective, but like it's a way of letting your guard down. Hmm. But like, it's like it's like if I was like Ryan, just relax, and I punched you immediately in the face. But, but I guess it's that whole you know that sense of life flashing before your eyes. <laughs> you want to remember the good stuff. But it's his little intimidating thing he says before he kills you. It's like, what's it? What's it? It's like when mobsters, like, kiss you. It's like a kiss of death. Yeah. Mm. He's just, have a happy thought. Die. (laughs) (laughs) And here we see Peter fly. Did you see this? No. So you didn't even make it 30 minutes in. Yolla. (laughs) So, here's... So, it didn't really affect you too much. Kate obviously had no opinions one way or the other about Blackbeard's motivation. It kind of got under my skin a little, but at the same time, Hugh Jackman's performance. Mm-hmm. He's one of those performances that just really kind of makes all the negative comments you could say about his character just disappear. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's having a good time. Like, his performance is so well done that any negatives you could throw at it kind of bounce off because it's like, well, yeah, I'm aware. Yeah, it's, it's like the the core of it. This is a movie. What do people watch movies to do? You know, get entertained. And like we've mentioned, he's an entertainer. Entertain us. <laughs> well, he gets all his rally to chant that as well. Yeah. Okay. You didn't see the other song they do in this movie, did you? No, I haven't. Didn't we just pass it? Did we? Hey, yeah, Blitzkrieg Bob. Oh, we it did. Was, it was when he was kicking Kate, people I enjoyed off. that. Kate, do you want to know what other songs they do in the movie? Yes. None. Those are the only two that they do. He has such this theatrical like presence about him, and then nothing. There there is a song later. To be fair, Bartek, there is, isn't there? There's a song later. What in the credits? No, there's a song when we are. There's a bit later where you go to the natives' uh, village, and there's a song like at night when Peter's trying to learn how to fly, and you just hear like this song and I'm like who's singing this is this Rooney Mara and then you see her and it's not her singing and I'm like oh and for me on my copy it gives me the uh, uh, subtitles even for the songs you know uh, for listening uh, yeah, yeah, hearing yeah. impaired so you get all the noises for that nothing so I'm like oh this is the soundtrack this is the soundtrack so it's like they inserted they inserted a pop song into the film and I think yeah, maybe, maybe that is why this is an unappreciated masterpiece because films rarely have the balls to do that. Yeah. And you know the reason why they use, you know, these modern songs or relatively modern songs in this period piece? No, why? Um, I read online. Baz Luhrmann exists. No, I read online that it's to bring about the idea that Neverland exists outside of time. Hmm. Yes, that's always something I've never. What is your opinion of what Neverland is? Like, in general, or what it was before you watched this movie? Because it kind of spoon-feeds you in this specific scene what it is. Or at least to what it is to Blackbeard. My impression of it, before I even saw this movie, was it was just an island. I didn't... Well, obviously, and, you know, boys live there who are... Lost. Lost. And how does that work? They, they Did they get kidnapped? They just went away? Or Peter Pan Peter took them. Took them. Peter took them. That's yeah, usually how it goes. Right. Peter took them. In the old versions of it, Peter was more of a monster than a hero, I thought. Or at least in some retellings. Yep. So it's an island where he takes boys to not grow up, I think it was. And there are natives that live there, but they're not explicitly stated to be like Native Americans, but they're pretty much always characterised as Native Americans. Yeah, I think so. I think Tiger Lily kind of narrows you down. 
Yeah. As a name. Because I know that one of the big, big criticisms of this, and, you know, I read YouTube comments, so I got no <laughs> he shortage. He read YouTube comments, and that's enough. I got no shortage of this. People were upset that Tiger Lily was white. Nah, as you should she be. She's in this film. Yeah, she's played by Rooney Mara, who's an actress who is white. So you'll see that, Kate. It's great. But a lot of people are arguing, like, you know... She's whiter than Hugh Jackman in his white man makeup. <laughs> and her father... Like, and that's not a joke. And the Chief's her father, right? And the Chief? Yeah. The Chief's played by an Aboriginal. Is played by an Aboriginal. And every member of the tribe is a different race of people. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, so when I... Th- exactly, like what Kate just said there. It's interesting, but, like, so... In that way, I don't really mind as much in this case, mm. but... I feel like a lot of this focusing... commentary is going to be explaining to Kate the logic of this movie, which is great. Because Kate, do you know what they... Everyone, do you know what they use as bullets in this movie? Um, bullets? I see what happens after they shoot. Do they mention what it is? <laughs> no. Or are you talking about like the, the like the, what the crew use? Yeah. I don't yeah. even know how to describe it. Is it like it's dust a, bomb or something? It's a colour run kind of thing where they out their gun shoots oh, powder, mm-hmm. coloured powder, but it kills you? I thought it turns you into powder. No, it just kills you. But like, don't, it's the a bodies, don't the bodies vanish? No, they just don't show the bodies because yeah, I thought it's it, an adult movie. No, no, they don't even do any effects to make them vanish. It's just cuts. Like, you never see a body drop see, to the my, ground. Like, you see them get shot. There's pink smoke dust everywhere. My impression And then was you that... just never see that area where they've just shot someone ever again. Okay, well, my impression was that they turn into that dust because the bodies just vanish. No, you see, if you watch the movie, you'll see as soon as they shoot their gun, the, sm- the dust comes out of the gun. Really? Doesn't it come yeah. out of where they were? No. Nah. Or were they all just shooting point blank every time? They were shooting and dust. The pink dust just shoots out. Like, it is a gun that shoots dust. Okay. Isn't that cool, Kate? Well, if you were doing dust, yeah. a kid's movie, how would you show death? Without already having shown Hugh Jackman literally kick a kid off of a ship. You turn them into chocolate like Majin Buu. Oh, don't you dare bring Dragon Ball Z into this. <laughs> that was like one of the worst moments in Dragon Ball Z I might have had. I only brought it up because I remembered in uh, Nothing But Trouble you brought him up. So I was like, oh, I'll do it again. So, Kate, you, I love didn't, that. <laughs> you didn't get the meat hook properly. No. This is you know what hook sounds like? No. How do you remember hook being in your memory of the character? Um, probably similar to that of Blackbeard. Yeah, you think Blackbeard? You think he's yeah. a, but he's not just a pirate. He's a very effeminate, gentle, gentlemanly kind of. Very much about the, a bit affable. A bit all about the etiquette of piracy, right? Like mm. Blackbeard. Like nice Blackbeard throughout this movie is like bad form, bad form, which is very hook. In this movie, hook kind of sounds hook like along. this. Look at how he looks, and think. <laughs> And if you think what? if you think he to looks yourself, like Indiana Jones a little bit with the hat. Yeah, and he looks like a bit of a cowboy. You think? Yeah, a little how do cowboys sound? <laughs> well, they sound more darn tuned, but this guy sounds like a weird kind of Jack Nicholson, but yeah. deeper. He's. I really like He's his voice. Jack. I, I do like his voice a lot. It's very rich. No, I heard a lot of criticisms for this movie. The main ones being Rooney Mara's not of color. She's white playing. Native American role, and that... Traditionally Native American, yeah. And that Hook is not Hook, and he's this weird cowboy guy who's over the top. I was walking in expecting that to be a problem, and i got to be honest, after two minutes, you just kind of get used to it and be like, well, he isn't Hook yet. It's almost as if people don't really hate Indiana Jones slash Han Solo type characters. Kate's just <laughs> laughing at the jokes for the first time. 
Okay, you're so innocent. I think it's a very minor technicality. <laughs> Someday could be today. <laughs> so yeah, that was that kind of took me back. I'm like, is he betraying them or something? Like, why are they all freaking out about this? <laughs> yeah, because he's like Smee, not now. I know he's being dumb. We need a guy on the inside. I like uh, yeah. So the hook thing didn't bother me. I actually quite liked it after a while. I, I just accepted it. I just went okay. He's not look. The best live action hook you get to get is Dustin Hoffman, if you're looking for the typical gentlemanly, affable hook. Am I right? Like, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get him where he's always constantly shining his hook and he's going on about etiquette and he's using this, 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 and this. But this is a movie where they're setting up a different Peter Pan universe where, hey, Tiger Lily's a, a grown woman instead of someone Peter's age. She's a love interest for Hook instead of for Peter kind of stuff, you know? Like Peter Pan and her were love interest? I don't know. Like that, you know, that, like, like no, I kind of feel no, like that there was a bit there's of There's a tension there, but like you know what I mean? Like in this kind of movie, if you had her in it at his age, she would be the love interest. Yeah. Oh right, because there is no Wendy. Because so. there is no Wendy. Yeah. Wendy doesn't exist. And Well, clearly you haven't seen the Phantom Menace where the, there's a love <laughs> the age difference. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How how good was the romance? The prequels. Yeah, there you go. The, that's the end of the that first one. First one. <laughs> <laughs> Are you an angel? <laughs> <laughs> the problem in this in the universe is no one helps each other. <laughs> that's what I'm Was that a line? <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> I saw that online the other day, and someone's just like, "Fuck you, Anakin!" <laughs> like Jesus, you grew up to kill people. So, here's an interesting sequence, Kate. Does Peter even know how he flies? No, the whole... Fuck. (laughs) The whole... Actually, this this scene establishes it, though. Okay, the whole premise of the movie is he does not know how to fly, he learns how to fly, saves the day. Spoiler alert. Like, he's not Peter Pan yet. He only gets a hat at the end. And it's not even green. And does he That's even put it on or did he, like, needs no, to put it on? No, it's already on him when he floats in. Oh, okay. It's like Peter Pan's already become Peter Pan outside of Nibs. Nibs sees him. He's like, alrighty. Oh, <laughs> I miss Nibs. I think this movie should have been called Nibs. <laughs> we can have his story about being left in the orphanage all by himself with the nuns. Did, like, th- did this confuse you? Like what? I literally do? thought, is he just going to kill them? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what's he doing? <laughs> But then I realised how the, the cart works. So, yeah. He's... Yeah, yeah. Like, it uh, stops it from going back. And there we go. So, Hook, Bartek, really didn't bother you? You obs- you accepted your Hook version? Like I, I liked his voice, so I really didn't have a problem. You with liked him. his voice, It was huh? a cool voice. I thought he was a, a great little character. He, he and the Chief, good voices. He and the Chief. Yeah, I, I like Aboriginal voices. They, Specifically. They, well, yeah, because they have this really dignified way of speaking. Yeah, they do. I uh, like I, Smee's I, voice because he was high-pitched and annoying. Yeah, it was funny. Well, that's very stereotypical Smee as well. From yeah, yeah, Bob Hoskins and Hook, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I think the chief was played by a guy called <laughs> Jack Charles. I did not look up the chief, I'm afraid. He had a Wikipedia page. It wasn't too big, but... Yeah, he oh, he was in pants, so it must have been pretty good. Yeah, I realise he's, the, I think, the second Aboriginal character we've had on in the movie for this show. The first one being all the way back in Kangaroo Jack. Are you sure yeah. about that? Well, I mean, there might have been a few in Kangaroo Kay, Jack. Okay, this guy has a metal um, hand, mm-hmm. but it's just a, a piece of armour to protect his hand. Actually, he has a hand. But only on that arm. Yeah. Like, that's the thing I love Why about this. Why not protect these. the other one? 
Because he needs that hand to grab out his sword easy. Duh. But it's weird that it's on the same side as the well, hand. It's, it's like a shield. You hold it with one hand and then you have a sword in the other. So, you know. I do like the fact that the metal hand guy, I don't know his name, I call him metal hand guy, uses his metal hand to beat the shit out of people. The black guy? Yes, Bartek. He had a name, but it's... I think it might have been... I might have it on my computer. It's somewhere. Metal Hand Guy, Kate. Okay. It's not Metal Boris, I don't think. Boris. Yeah, you know, the black guy. You know, Boris. Well, Ryan, it's outside of regular world. Yeah. He had a name and they kept saying it, but I can't remember what it was. I don't know. Just back to that Neverland question I asked earlier. I, I don't know what my interpretation of Neverland was. I think I thought it was just a random island as well. I never really thought too much about it. Like, I never sat down and went... What is the meaning behind what Neverland is? Second is start it? of the right and straight on till morning. Yes. It's from the movie. You're just reading the subtitles because you never watched the film beforehand. Oh, no, was I just in the subtitles then? Huh? No, that's in the original Peter Pan with the Disney one. Oh, just so quoting the original work, Ryan. Why isn't it in this movie? Or I was know. it? And people who've seen movies before have read the subtitles on this show, so give her a break, Ryan. Don't be a bully. But the subtitles aren't always correct on this. Yeah, I know. There are, I've seen some random percentage signs in these subtitles. <laughs> I haven't brought them up. So, I don't know. I never thought of Neverland. But you know what this movie does raise? It makes it so obvious. It, it's obviously like purgatory. Yeah. Mm. It's it's like a life beyond death, but before it. In between life and death kind of shit. And, and Blackbeard loves it. Mm, you're in this limbo. Yeah, yeah. Here it is, Kate. I looked at the scene, Barzak, and I said, "What is going on here?" Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, I'm like, "What?" <laughs> oh, okay. And then you see, I was like, who is this guy? Well, he's using Pixum for something. Uh oh. Like that been Ah, to keep him youthful. No, it's just to um keep him smelling nice. He's always looked like that. <laughs> no, Kate. Kate got it, Ryan. <laughs> I like his gimp mask. Yeah. And there's like little clouds that move out too, so that way we can see it better. Look, mmm, Hugh Jackman. Do you think Hugh Jackman's a sexy man? Anyone? Jeez, mm, Ryan preaching to the choir much? What? Of course he's sexy. Yeah. <laughs> just not his black beard. Are you sure? You don't. Yeah. You don't like him bald? No. You don't like him with a wig? No. You don't like him with a mustache and a goatee combo? Or a black beard. Wait, you don't like black people? <laughs> Jesus, Kate. Well, Ryan, you already established your favourite character is black. Maybe she just doesn't agree. Uh, Maybe yeah. she likes nibs. I did like nibs. See? Yeah, because he was literally one of the four characters she met during the process of watching it. That was, yeah. the, that was the yeah. generous statement. So, here we enter what is more feeling like Oz the Grand Powerful territory, where the scenery is that great mixture of green screen, CG, and practical. And it's... I think it, it blends seamlessly, don't you? Mm-hmm. And there's where the hook that we no longer know comes in. Like, that, that line of delivery there that he just had, where he just, like, turned around exasperated, and he really cements what this if you had any quibble about oh maybe he'll turn into the hook that we all know and love that one there kind of makes you know no no he's not he's a completely different yeah. hook and then as the movie keeps going and he like gets all this like nice character development and befriends people it's like get slowly getting further and further away to the end of the movie where he's buddies with nibs <laughs> he is isn't he yeah 
And in the end, he, he reveals he is Nibs because he doesn't know his past and this world doesn't work in the same timeline as ours. Yeah, yeah, it exists outside of time, so maybe Will Smith somewhere with his Jimi Hendrix shirt. Oh, I thought you were going to say this was in the same space as uh, After Earth, where Will Smith has crashed his no, ship and I, is bleeding out somewhere? I haven't seen After Earth. Well, Jesus. I only watch bad movies, Ryan. And not appreciate masterpieces. Well, you know, the kid's sassy, okay? I love it. You know, they call him Peter Sass. That's, that's exactly what they call him. So Five out of ten. Good one, Ryan. That was right. Yeah, you know. Well, you know, I'm contributing something, Blazik. Didn't you? I, I chewed chips in front of the microphone. I think I've been doing a good job. <laughs> and that's the end of his. Like, no more for Bartek this episode. Where's my paycheck? I'm done. <laughs> so. This universe is very interesting. Okay, so wait. It's Endor. Is it? Well, I mean, it's not literally Endor, Ryan. Is it? I mean, no, but later on, and when you get to the natives' village and they live in, like, treetops and stuff like that, it kind of gives you, like,. The very end of Return of the Jedi vibes. Hmm. I guess. Like the place like where... Like the feeling of constant sorrow and disappointment that like, this is the movie you're like watching. Like around... around... Well, no, right. I'm trying to reference the scene where he sees the ghost of Hayden Christensen instead of the original <laughs> guy. Excuse me while I'm trying to say all this good stuff. Because you see, right, it's consistent with the prequels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone's favourite thing is to be consistent with prequels. So, here we are. In the jungle. It's very gorgeous. It is. Mm. It's very pretty. But Kate, you haven't seen that random Italian fly uh butterfly just there. I don't know why. (laughs) But you hadn't seen you haven't seen CGI at its finest. No. No. CGI at its finest in what year would you say, Bartek? Nineteen ninety-eight? What happened in nineteen ninety-eight? No, I'm saying the CG quality in this is the CG quality of the finest CG artists of 1998, I would say. You'll you'll see, Kate. Bartek, you remember what I'm talking about, of course. The most beautiful flying creatures I've ever seen in a feature film. You mean the ones that make that really majestic noise? Ah! (laughs) That noise? I can't remember what noise. Is it just a squawking sound? It's a bird. I I just remember it being silly. Uh, uh, They're shrieks. Sorry, I screwed up. No, I got a bit lost in my own... Oh, Smear's a good line here. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Shut up, Smee. I think I might have accidentally called him Shmee. Two out of ten for me. Fuck you. I like the fact his name is Smeagol and you have this idea that he's actually going to find the ring and become this really weird creature as the movie goes on. Because his last name's only mentioned like once and I didn't really remember it. I did because I'm like, oh, it's Smeagol. (laughs) And here it is, Kate. There it is. Oh, wow, yeah. Isn't it great? It's like a video game cutscene on the screen, you know? I love it. It actually kind of looks cute. That's a never bird. I like it. A never bird. Because they never should have existed. Is that the joke there, screenwriter? I wonder if Jim Henson could have made one of these guys. No, that's what I was saying when, uh, with my girlfriend when watching this. It's like, imagine if this was like done like Labyrinth. This would be really an interesting project. And maybe that is a part of why this movie doesn't hold up to the general masses as well. Like, you know, you, 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 it's maybe a bit too watered down for them. Like, you know, we're so used to people running away from CGI creatures. And now when you see a practical effect thing, 
happened on the screen, like like Mad Max that we mentioned earlier. It seems like, <laughs> do you find it weird that we live in an age where we can computer generate anything, but we're still blown away by like a puppet? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's when a puppet's done really well to the point that it's not entirely obvious, then that's impressive because it's not, like, the easy out most people use. No, you know, exactly, but, like, that's what I mean. But, like, back in the day, we were, you know, people were so amazed by, like, Terminator 2 and shit like that, and then, like, stuff like that today is just like, oh, well, you're... Terminator right. 2 is still gorgeous because the T-1000 is really shiny, and shiny is good. You can quote <laughs> me on that. That's Bartek's quote good. before he, like, on his tombstone. You can, you can Shiny edit, is good. Edit the, like, get the movie Terminator 2. Is edit me Terminator? saying Shiny no. is good every time he's Shiny. It's a different Lily. It's her sister, Pussy Lily. <laughs> she looks like you, Kate. You reckon? I don't know. She's got her hair in the same style as you right now, sort of. Not really, but, you know, enough for me to make a comparison. Okay. If you dressed up like this, you would look more like Tiger Lily than Rooney Mara, if it make you feel any better. Yeah. And you're white. So I there am you white. go. <laughs> and I'm white. But I'm black. And that's why I like that black character so much. <laughs> I really relate. Ryan, you're projecting yourself into the movie when you're sweeping and you say Massa and stuff uh. like that. I really like the fact that in that short Hook was clearly wearing eyeliner. I really like that. That really made me feel good because it's like, hey... It kind of foreshadows him in the future. Because he would wear eyeliner. Yeah, see, Hook stuff wear like eyeliner. that reminds me of Endor. Like uh, those buildings. Yeah, well... Or it, buildings, those man-made things. And what about Harry Potter? There was no jungle planets in Harry Potter? There might have been. We never really got to see the outer space <laughs> in the Harry Potter universe. So, you know, Ryan, don't jump to conclusions. Uh, are there, if, wait, here's the thing. I feel like the spiders in the Forbidden Forest would have little parties like this. <laughs> Aragog would just be in like not? the middle there and I like this joke here he's he's sleeping and then he wakes up oh yawn yeah I got hit unconscious hey when you get knocked unconscious by a punch in the face with a weapon do you wake up yawning being like oh that was a good nap um, I wouldn't say I would but then again I've never been knocked out I don't know okay I've seen you pretty knocked out before <laughs> oh sorry knocked up different word no <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> was that a 7 out of 10 for you? Felt like a 7. I'd give that like a 7.1, Ryan. That was pretty good. Shit, that was a point one difference there. Bartik never wants to meet me on the same level during the show. He's like, I shall always be above you. <laughs> like, just a tiny bit. Or below. Almost insignificantly. <laughs> My point one. Mm-hmm. So here Zero we are. One this is the woman who put grandma's great crochet on her head and said, yeah, this looks tribal. What do you think, Bardic? Do you like her look, her aesthetic as Tiger Lily? Does it meet the Tiger Lily satisfaction? Oh, so she wasn't Tiger Lily. That's Tiger Lily. That is, I was joking. Kate, it's Tiger Lily. You're not Tiger Lily. I know I convinced you just briefly a moment ago that you were in Can't fact Tiger. Can't you tell by her white skin? I thought this guy looked like, I don't know, he reminded me of someone. And I'm like, who is this? Isn't there an Asian-Australian actor? He's named like Ang something? Ando? That's a comedian. Doesn't he look... I haven't seen Undo in ages. Does he look a bit like that? Uh, not buff, but maybe. Oh. <laughs> what, you think there's this gymnast comedian that just exists? <laughs> well, I mean, I wasn't trying to compare him to a gymnast. I, does he look like a gymnast you know? This guy? Yeah. Probably. Well, doesn't he look a bit like... What's that guy from Avatar last name? Aang. What's all these, like, three-lettered A names that I keep trying to come Avatar, up with? Avatar, The Last Airbender. Oh, Sam Worthington. 
Oh, that one. Right. <laughs> I actually got Bartek I w- confused. I'm very <laughs> proud of myself. Because I'm like, I know that name. That's the Avatar guy, right? And then you're like, oh, that's right. We're talking about Avatar. Yeah. I had a guy describe the Avatar movie to me one time, and he accidentally described a completely different movie. Like... Fern Gully or something? No, a movie called Hesher with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and they're completely different. Like, one's like a naturalistic, dramatic comedy and the other one's like sci-fi. So, very different. Mm, 8 out of 10. Would have been funnier if he had described you Snowden by accident. (laughs) That would be 9 out of 10. So, okay. Yes. You like the tribe? Yes. You want to be in one of them? Yes. You could be. You could represent what do you mean in one of them? <laughs> There's only one tribe. What do you mean by one of them? You mean individuals? She could stick her finger up that guy's butt. I don't know. No, I'm good. What? He's muscular. Look at him. Jeez, I didn't know you were going to go like penetrate. I thought you were like... Shrink- I said in! I thought it was like, you know, shrink down into a machine and explore his ears and get an That's education. That's still ju- penetrating on some level. Well, it's like infiltrating. It's different, right? When does it change from infiltrate to penetrate? Because she would Take be going in there for an educational biological uh, journey, uh, not to sexually so harass wait, from the inside. So you're saying a doctor sticking his finger up a man's butthole to check his prostate is... Is penetration. It's more sexual than magic school bus antics, yes. <laughs> Are you sure? I watched a lot of magic school bus. I uh, did it's too. It's pretty sexual. Didn't they enter, like, two of them in two separate episodes? Like, two bodies? Or two yeah, like... Wasn't there a human body episode? Yeah, there was, like, one where they went inside Ralph and one there where they went game. inside Arnold. Did you, did you play, ever play the game? And you I was, like... think I had one or two of them. I really like that he managed to see Peter for, like, a split second and stomp on the necklace so he can have it. This is mm. the Aboriginal guy. I figured... No, it, no, she's not Aboriginal, Kate. No, Jeez. Is. Oh, he is? Jack Good. Charles. What a great name. He's, he's got... Yeah, I love those people who have... I love those people who have two first names. Mm. Oh, that's, is it, what is, about Hugh Jackman? Does that... No, no, sorry. I'm thinking, what? Jack, I'm thinking Jackson. Sorry. What are you on about? Hugh Jack, Jackman? I got... I knew a guy called Jackson, and I got Jackman Jackson. Jackman and Jackson, and like Jackson are completely different names. <laughs> Have you heard that joke that Hugh Jackman's actually an alien who thought that Jack Human was too, you know, unsubtle? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't, actually. Yes, you have. I just told it now. Doofus. No, I, I, I still wasn't listening. One out of ten, right? We call this the memory tree. You know what I like about this memory tree? They later on enter the memory water. Do you remember that? Is like that stop motion? I think it's animation that look like stop motion, you know? Okay. It still looks pretty cool. It could be. Ah, uh, yeah, they got the people from Coraline mm, to do it. Just actually, in it looks spare, pretty yeah. complicated. I guess it wouldn't be stop motion. I don't know. I saw Kubo and the Two Strings, and that movie was pretty complicated. And look, it's his wooden mother. See, they couldn't get Amanda Sidfried to come back because she was just too, too, like... Ryan, if you're going to call her Siegfried, at least do your running joke from the Red Riding Hood episode. What, Siegfried and Roy? Yes. They couldn't get Siegfried and Roy because one of them Amanda, was... Amanda, Siegfried and Roy. Amanda, Siegfried and Roy because one of them had been mauled by their own tiger too much. That? that was Amanda, surprisingly. Who would have guessed? Dang. And then, okay, so I get lost in the bit of the mythology there, Bartek. Wait, his it's, dad it's was called a pan flute, and his name Pan. No, like it's clever. You know. No, his dad was a fairy, so he turned into a human because who turned into a human? His dad. His dad turned into a fairy and could only live for one day, 
That's like what the story tells you. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, he only couldn't live as a, like a human for one day, and then he died. Did... I'm... You obviously don't know, because you're already like, I don't know what, this. What's your, what's your question? When did he penetrate her to have Fairy Kid? Was it the day that he became a human, or what? Like, I got... Well, bit... I assume when he became big enough for his pee-pee to go inside her. You don't know how fairies work. Do you? Yes. Give it to us, Ryan. <laughs> we're listening. Kate, I listened to it at the wrong Kate time. Kate and I are not listening. I Kate mean, was listening. not watching the movie. I was watching this movie. Kate, how are you getting impregnated by a fairy? It's simple. You grab a fairy and put it on Kate's finger. Was that all? Kate specifically? Kate specifically's finger. <laughs> she goes to whatever member of the tribe, in this case, Peter's mum, and sticks that finger up. Peter's mum wasn't a member of the tribe. She was a human. Yeah, but she was a member of a tribe. Because she was with them. She taught them how to be fighters. So she was a member of the native tribe eventually. So Okay. So fuck you. Uh, she taught. She was her mother figure, basically. So Kate gets the fairy dad and sticks it up Peter's mum. Up the vag. Because mm-hmm. that's, where, that's where the babies come from, not the butthole. Don't get that confused. Yes, yeah, go on. That's where the poop comes from. Mm-hmm. And the fairy, being small enough, can just fly up there and just like... Kick the egg. And how many years ago? How old is Peter again? He's like twelve. Twelve. Kate's old enough to use a finger. How old was Kate in two thousand? Oh, we shouldn't ask at ages. Kate. But she was probably your lady. Probably Tell be... us how old you were when when Kate Peter was probably was not a bit born. young when Peter when was what? conceived. So, <laughs> Kate's been around for a while. Okay. Like we've said this whole conversation, she's not really paying attention. She's too busy watching <laughs> the movie. <laughs> We're saying that you're part of the reproductive cycle. We're saying that you're the penis <laughs> of the reproductive cycle. Alrighty then, maybe Just I am. Stick. See, Kate's on board. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> There's more than no. <laughs> Means that she doesn't know which one she was. So this sequence one. here is where they have a the pop, pop song. song. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so. Pardon me. What did the subtitle just say? <laughs> I believe. <laughs> I believe. Oh, they got. Do you think? Do you think Pan's a believer? Um. Well, this is around. Nibs were here. Oh. I was gonna say this is around the time of World War Two. So he's a believer. So he's around the same time as Anne Frank, Ryan. How interesting would this movie have been if they cast Justin Bieber? I think I would definitely refuse to watch it if it was Justin Bieber. You're a big Bieber fan. I heard that Kate was a believer. No. She stuck his her finger right up there in his believe hole. You know, while all this is happening, whatever that is, <laughs> while all this is happening, Hitler's doing some naughty stuff on the other side. Yeah, of the world. yeah, the natives could really fight Hitler. You know, it'd be interesting they if might. the sequel actually was like Hitler came into <laughs> Hitler in Netherland. In Neverland, and he calls it he calls it Ninerland. 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 No land. Yeah, okay. <laughs> because Hitler doesn't like any of this fairy non, <laughs> this fairy gypsy nonsense. So it's interesting when like period pieces or things with lo- big law establish that yes, Hitler was also part of this whole conspiracy. <laughs> like in Assassin's Creed, apparently he was on the assassin side. Oh, so he was a good guy. Apparently, and and like Winston Churchill was a Templar. Oh well, it's always good to paint Hitler in a good light. He's had a bad rap. Just wanted to. Paint. Hey, wait a moment. I just saw on Garrett Hedlund's neck a giant lump. What's that about, Hedlund? Show us your lump. Ryan, that's pretty rude. I'm sorry, it's just his Adam's apple, I'm sorry. 
Thank you, Kate. <laughs> so, Kate, this is all new experience for you. Yes. How are you feeling? Moist after it? Pretty moist. She's moist. Wow, she can't even hear his voice. It's also really hot in here. She's moist, her fingers ready, and she's hot in here. It's okay, Kate. Just Splice that at... together in any way you want. Just Who look, knows where it's going to go? Just look at the turned off fan in the corner and you'll cool down. Oh. <laughs> We're yeah, doing an audio helps. podcast in comparison to the visual podcast. The fan's going to make too much noise, Bartek. Yeah, Are you sure? Yeah, they can't hear you sweat. No, I mean, like, just hypothetically, would it pick up? I don't need a hypothetical, I know. Yeah, you smart boy? I'm a smart man. Do you I promise? Watched, I watched Pan, and I'm really trying to dig deep and delve deep into the unappreciated masterpieces work of this film. And it's really hard, you know, because this film works so well that it feels kind of hard to understand. This is actually <laughs> one of the ones where it's actually quite hard to understand why people didn't like it. Yeah, like I've already mentioned a lot of people are commenting on the whitewashing, but once you look past that, it's like they just like taking that as like a ooh excuse not to think in a way. Yeah, and it's here's the thing, here's the thing. You know, I don't care what your opinions are on Batman vs Superman. You could say it's the best film ever made, you know. But that film has way more problems that could make that film just be a, a thing that exists and no others following it. Like it's a it's a film riddled with problems in comparison to this. This captures a tone, this captures... It's not saying that this is necessarily... I'm not going to say that this is a better film than that, but I'm, I'm trying to say is films that suffer from certain problems shouldn't be just thrown in the trash. Like this movie, when bigger movies that suffer bigger problems get praise on some level. Like, yeah. it gets praise where it's getting a universe built after it. So, you know what I mean? That's just my opinion. I think this should have we should have had a pan verse. I would have loved Blackbeard's origin story because I actually have that built up quite cool. a lot of background for him. Bartek, I don't know if you noticed this mm-hmm. when he's no longer wearing his wig or when he's not wearing his wig. Yep. Did you notice his head? Sorry. His head. What about it? Did you notice what it looked like? It looked like there was not a patch, but there was like. Those tiny bits of something there? Yeah. It's like greyish? I looked at this. I looked at this. It's a giant scar on the top of his head. Like That, that whole a, thing was a scar? Whole thing. And you know what snapped in the brain? He has always hated the natives. Uh-huh. And what were Native Americans known for doing uh... to their enemies' bodies? Specifically the head? What were they known for doing? Scalping them. Yeah? And I was like, he's bold, right? Uh-huh. But why is it that when he regenerates, he doesn't grow hair back? Mm-hmm. When he's got hair on his face, and he's not shaving his head. And he's like, you know what I mean? Well, why is he wearing a wig? You know, like, so... And you could go, he's bold. But when he takes that wig off, he's got a scar that looks like someone who's been scalped. And sometimes people survive from a scalping. So I think, isn't it kind of interesting? So that this he is Canada. <laughs> because Canada's in North America and you said Native Americans. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're, they're your Inuits, so we have to be... still North America. <laughs> they're still Native. Fat guy died. Ha <laughs> ha. His name's Fat. So, I... No, like... 
what do you think about that idea? Like, I think this, I think it's actually quite an interesting idea that they, they, they kind of hint towards. Like, with that kind of thing, him versing natives who use the weapons of Native Americans. Like, I mean, he has such a hatred for them. But it, maybe if it was like a darkish kind of red, I'd agree with you. But, but it's old. He's like a gajillion years old. Turn gray. Yes. 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 Especially if they're on your head, where your hair's supposed to grow. Like, on top. Oh, like your scalp. Yeah, on your scalp. You know what I mean? Okay, I... I Plus, also, remember, his character's supposed to be, like, a gajillion oh, years this old. Is, this is where the dust clouds happen. I really like the dust clouds. Yeah, I like the dust, too, but you see what I mean? It's, it's just like, boom. He just shoots him with it, and it explodes dust. Yeah, but, but I don't think it turns him but into But you dust. were saying that it comes out of the gun. Yeah, I swear it comes out of the guns. Like, it, you see it, dust it, filtering out of the guns, but it's not like he's shooting them and they explode into dust. It's shooting something that explodes dust. And it just cuts so that you never see them again. Well, I mean, yeah, but you're, you're saying all this cut stuff. But... Like, look how it's... Like, it shows... It doesn't show permanent death in this movie. Because it's a kid's mm. film, isn't it, Kate? Yeah, they cut away. They didn't show the kid stuff. hit the ground. Look at that. Like, they cut away. It's back to Peter. And then later on, spoiler alert, the chieftain dies. We don't see what happens to this guy, though, do we? The jumping guy. Oh, the guy that looks like a guy? Yeah, guy? him. Uh, That's a good question. The chief gets shot, and the thing we see is Peter's face covered in the dust, and then he runs away. You know what I mean? And I and it's a movie where obviously, since it's trying to meet a kid-friendly thing, they can't show the permanency permanency of death. So like you know stuff like that. Look, he just shoot. He shot him. There was no powder. Weird. And you know well, his gun doesn't shoot powder. Yeah, but he grabbed the other guy's gun too. But his gun doesn't shoot powder. Yeah, but he went. He fired off two shots to send. Bam, a, bam. He's a good guy. He uses different weapons, different and, killing devices. And you know, it's this kind of thing where they use the cuts to let you know that you didn't see any deaths happen, except for the fat guy. Because funny, because he was fat and he fell. Well, and he, they made a joke about it. Yeah, if they make a joke about murder, it's okay. It's a fat guy. Who cares? It's funny. He falls on the ground. Could have been like boom. It's an interesting place for Blackbeard to put his gun. Where did he put it? It's on his chest. Mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of like. Easy to reach. Easy access. It's kind of annoying. Kind of like... I guess, but you don't have to, like, twist your wrist or anything. Yeah, but if you're in a straight combat, but, like, doing it just from the holster is pretty simple. I guess it's to differentiate him from Mr. Cowboy in that, like, he doesn't look like a cowboy, so he doesn't have, like, his hip, Mm. maybe. But that's that's assuming that the the film wants us to see Hook as a cowboyish looking guy. Which, to be fair, they're not really trying not to do that. Yeah, I look. I don't know. I don't think they get turned into powder because this the pirates don't have magic, really. It's Neverland, right? Yeah, but the pirates. But the pirates don't do that though. That was the whole thing about Peter Pan. Hook used practical stuff, and he's versing someone with magic. Like that's the thing. You got to believe he can fly. All that kind of stuff, right? They never age. Hook loses a hand, and he uses swords and like more. Grounded reality, well, Blackbeard... military logic, and Peter Pan's like, no, I'll just fly. Blackbeard has not lost his hand. He still believes in the good of the world. But Blackbeard doesn't... That's Hook, not... Yeah, but he's he's being like, Blackbeard's the one in this movie. You know, like, this a lot of running around, a lot of running around. Makeup's on point. Oh, makeup's on point, yep. Her makeup's on point. Like, at no point is it skewed or... There's a point in this movie. I really liked it. The scene in which Cara Delevingne is a mermaid. <laughs> all three of them. And they're all submerged in water and Tiger Lily's makeup, still perfect. Still <laughs> perfect. 
Did she go in the water? Yes. Remember they're in the memory water. Wasn't it Peter that went in the water? No, it was her. She's like, this is memory water. You dunk under. She dunked him under. But they all got kicked off the raft. Did they all fall in the water? They all fell in the water at okay. one point. That that scene just kind of it ended and like you didn't really get talked about much at the end, so it didn't really like I remember the mermaids and it was like a you know very very beautiful scene, but didn't really stick with me till the end because yeah. that's when all the after that it was like all the crazy fantasy stuff happened. Mm. And you know this is the emotional part of the movie about the happen case, in which <laughs> yeah the shrieking. <laughs> no, in which our favourite character unfortunately dies. The bird. <laughs> like, I was really I was really drawn up about that guy. I, na- I named him and everything. He was the real Smee. Because Smee betrayed us all in this movie, which is actually like a real Smee kind of action. So you're, yeah. so you're saying that Smee is Judas? Yeah, he's the Kate of this world. Okay. Because Kate betrayed us by not watching the full film. And also, she turned into a cat for the last movie that we were watching. No, Ryan, go easy on her. She's had a hard time getting back into human. (laughs) And Kate's reaction is a visual one. Know how many buildings she had to jump (laughs) off of? Nine. That's pretty intense. Nine. And she she didn't have the courtesy of a you know parachute suddenly appearing out of nowhere. Yeah. So this is the dramatic scene in which we revealed that Blackbeard was the one who killed the mother. Bum, bum. Mama? Yeah, he stabbed her with a sword. He killed Mama? And Mama, you know what I really liked about the sequence later, Bartek, in the river, where mm. I call it memory water? It's like, look in the memory water, you'll get memories of something you never saw. And it's like, oh, okay. And the memory is, yeah, Blackbeard did kill her. The end. Like, you got told this, but it's like, oh, the revelation is, she fought him. Oh. Okay. Cool. Neither of you have played Final Fantasy Nine, have you? No, not number nine. You know, Kate. She's always into the Final Fantasy games. Well, seven, seven, she knows. But this this movie, a lot of things have just been really reminding me of places, locations in the world of Final Fantasy Nine. Like you remember when they were escaping on the ship and there were like the big walls. Yeah. In the first continent of that game, there is a whole system of like flying airships. And uh, sections of it are separated by walls like that, and they're hard to get past. And also, we were talking about the memory water, like seeing other people's memories, was it? Yeah. The final dungeon of that game is called Memoria, where literally that happens all the time. Like, people are seeing other people's memories and wondering, what's going on here? This film, I feel like, is inspired heavily by that game. Fantastic. Fantasy, final line. (laughs) Kate... Although you did not watch the entire film, we do have a little treat for you, don't Ooh, we, Bartek? Is it time? It's time. Okay. Bartek found a quiz, everyone. Mm-hmm. And Bartek, what is the quiz called? Kate, you're going to do the quiz. You have to choose the answers that Bartek gives. So Bartek, read the questions out. Yeah. Yeah. So when the answers, just, and you have to choose which answer you're 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 going to go with. But Bartek, you, you so ju- just to establish, uh, Kate, when you came on for the Shaggy Dog, that was the second time ever that I was bringing in like quiz questions oh, to the okay. show, yep. and that that was back with like actual quizzes, like oh, what is the answer to this? And I was like bringing in funny answers. Yeah. Sometimes, and this time too, I bring in quizzes that are like a you know which character are you kind of quiz. Um, and I found this quiz. This one is: Does Blackbeard like you? Does he like you, Kate? 
Okay. No, I don't think so. so. Well, that's your opinion, but now you're going to answer about a dozen questions that will determine if he likes you or not. <laughs> yeah. And I will read you all of the questions and all the answers, much like with the, with the same energy that I feel like this quiz gives us. Alright. So question one. Role play. Hey, very perky, I know, hope you like this. Number one. You are kidnapped with Peter and a bunch of other orphans. You soon enter a mining pit and see the so-called leader. He looks at you and wink at you. You, and these are your five options. You, bl- you blush, smile and look away. You glare and keep an icy gaze on him. You look away in disgust. You smile. You smirk and wink back. The last one. Smirk and, Smirk wink, and wink back, Kate, you little flirt. Because she knows it's Hugh Rick Ripped Jackman. <laughs> Jack Human. Number two. You're working in the mines and the other miners pick on Peter. You decide to fight one of the nasty pirates who made fun of Peter. You get in trouble and I told you have to face Blackbeard. You. Yeah. And I told you have to face Blackbeard. You. Number one. You are excited to see him. You can't wait. You've had a crush on him. <laughs> Two, you knew you wouldn't get in trouble. You'll talk your way out of it. Three, small punishment. Four, small. death. He kicks you off the plank. Small punishment? Small punishment. He's dickhead small. Come on. Number three. <laughs> number three. You meet Blackbeard in his room and apparently he's, well, his crewmate is helping put on his gear and he has this look that will make anyone fear him, but for you, you think it's A, sexy. He's too adorable to look fearful to you. Mm-hmm. Two, you roll your eyes. You know that look. Three, pretty much scares you. Four, pee your pants scared. What's the question? Um, <laughs> you, you basically, you've entered Blackbeard's room and someone's helping him put on his clothes. Oh, that's sexy. Oh, so the first one's sexy. He's too adorable to look fearful to you. Yeah, because you're not afraid of him. Mm, let's go with that one. Why not? Okay. Come on, Kate. <laughs> question... Do you want to know if Blackbeard likes you or not? Damn it. Question four. You have to walk the plank and face Blackbeard. You, A, walk up to him, kiss him, and tell him how much you liked him. Yeah. Two, walk the plank. Nope. Three, <laughs> resist but die anyway. Four, just walk the plank. <laughs> walk the plank. Nope. Sassy Uh, Okay, question 5 You wake up in Blackbeard's room Not sure how you got there You walk to the window and you suddenly hear his voice behind you You A You fall under his deep voice So sexy Or Two (laughs) That's that's an answer Two That's one (laughs) Two You turn around and smile knowing that voice Three You turn around pretty scared Four Try to escape Turn around pretty scared Okay. Oh, now you're scared. Okay. Six. You two have a pretty emotional talk and he asks if you would kill him. You, A, say no, you would never and how you feel about him. Two, you weren't sure. Three, tell him to man up and you would never. Four, you'd kill him. <laughs> you read that so serious. What was one before the, what was the third answer? Uh, tell him to man up and you would never. Yeah, that one. Typical gay. She's a Seven. Killer. Peter's back. Peter steals a ship and you are currently in Blackbeard's room. You see him get mad. You, A, you calm him down. B, B, you laugh. (laughs) C, you shrug it off as nothing. Uh, D, you think he deserves it. I laugh. (laughs) 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 Okay. No, mine are 
the first letter. This is just a letter, not the word. The grammar's been pretty good so far, but now it's... You see Blackbeard renew himself. You think, A, sexy. B, perfectionist, in bracket, rolls eyes. <laughs> C, this is why we mine? Digging our hands raw for tiny lumps of pixum? Or four, disgust-faced. Disgust. <laughs> disgust-faced. Not disgusted-faced, just disgust Nine. <laughs> That's what got me. I think I think this is Ryan's favourite one. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. You go with Blackbeard to get Peter. You find Smee and Blackbeard demands certain things. You find this A, damn sexy. B, boy. <laughs> C, he is captain. Or D, Ryan, what is D? I think the fuck not. That's what I yeah. That's when I realized the quiz really wasn't for any kid. And Rob's like, I thought, oh, it's on the borderline right now. But the word "fuck" came into it, and I'm like, oh, okay. So which one? Which one? Damn sexy boy. He is captain. I think the fuck not. I think the fuck not too. But I also love the simplicity of he is captain. He is, he is captain. Okay, ten. Him taking Peter's necklace off with his sword in one quick move. A, it's not a question, I know. <laughs> a, damn, smirk. B, okay. C, the things I do in the name of friendship. Or D, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Oh, You're not going to be his friend, are you? No. I was his, yeah, no. Okay, this one is, he dies. And in brackets, I cried at this. <laughs> <laughs> and your four options are, no, come back, I love you. B is, damn, in all caps. C is just, Tears. In all caps, though. And four is YES! Tears. Tears. <laughs> and I think this is the last question. He doesn't die, Peter dies. A. <laughs> um, kisses him, I love you. B. Desperate much, dude. C. We're doomed. Or D. No! Kill me now! We're doomed. We're doomed. Oh, and here we go, calculating results. Does Blackbeard like oh, you? Yeah! Your best friends. Well, I was like his best friend. You Barton. two are more buddy, buddy than romantic. Besides, he was always too busy, too busy for a girlfriend. As a matter of fact, you, you and Bishop was his main best friends, and that all you two would ever be. Oh, yeah. Bishop's the black guy. No, that's actually that's actually uh, the little dude. But I thought it was Boris, but no, it's Bishop. No, it's the little dude. No, Bishop's, Bishop's the, black guy. the little dude. Okay. Nice, no, it's, it's a black guy. I only got acquaintances, and they misspelled acquaintances. So, we missed a lot during that quiz, but really, what we missed out on was the foreshadowing of him losing his hand to a crocodile, Rooney Mara looking dead gorgeous with that makeup, I mean... Did hasn't... he actually just lose his hand? No. Oh. It's foreshadowing that he would lose it to a crocodile. He's afraid of crocodiles. Oh, he put his hand out. in the water, and she's like, there's crocodiles in this water, and he grabbed like, it, nope. and he's like, oh, no! It was teasing you. It's like, oh, he's gonna lose it's his like hand? teasing you with his hook hand that is not hooked yet. Which hand is it? Is it his right hand? I, I think it's his left. Oh, shit, that's all right. If he's right-handed, he's fine. He's still got his sword arm. What if he does things with his left hand? Well, fuck, he has to get used to it, doesn't he? Oh, that was very harsh. That was a very good answer, Ryan. That was, no, that was too yeah, I think it nailed the answer. Like, yeah, you'd have to get used to yeah, it. Yeah, I really, I really hooked it. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Really? I thought it was a bit too insensitive. I'm being generous. Oh. I'm being generous by giving you the full marks. Like, there's nothing better. <laughs> now, here's something I thought was interesting. I was like, oh, Peter left? That's <laughs> yeah, not same. the Peter I know. And yeah. then, and then... Oh, no. Especially after. Wouldn't it be great if it was Nibs? <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if it was Nibs and he's like, I'm the chosen one. Miss, 
could I have some bacon? <laughs> and she's like, yes, of course. Well, and just you are like, in Canada, of course. Yes, of course. And you see those little uh, tassel things that she has on her shoulders. She rips them off of the vaccine been bacon the whole time. And she's like, here you go. They call me Tiger Bacon because I have bacon made out of tigers. And she's just like handing them out to all the little villager kids. And then Nibs is like, oh, have you seen my friend Peter? And she's like, nah. I haven't, actually. And then she's like, later on when they meet Peter, she's like, oh, there he is. And she, she, he's like, you said you never saw Peter. No, I don't. I know a pan. And he's like, oh, that's it. I'm out of here. Nibs just goes back to the orphanage to live with the nun, and she becomes his mum. <laughs> like, that's a movie I would watch. Yep. And then she goes to the dentist. No, no, no. Well, no, she had an appointment. She has to go to the dentist. Did she? Here's something I found very amusing at the end of this uh, film. Uh, Peter flies in, Kate, to yeah. save the orphan boys. And the nun just walks in and she's completely unfazed. And I was sitting here with my girlfriend, Rachel, and she was like, oh, no reaction to the flying boy? I'm like, I, well, I don't think so, because she was selling them to flying pirates. I think <laughs> the nun's pretty used to the flying aspect of everything. Yeah. Here's what I would know. Is the nun from Neverland? Like, what's her connection with Neverland? Like, how did she get involved? I, th- Another... I think she's just a dealer. Yeah, but how did she get involved with the pirates? Pirates are looking for boys. She has boys, you know. Yeah, but, like, connects, you know it? what I mean? Like, at what point... What was she getting out what's of What's the it? backstory? What's the first she... movie? The what's backstory? her Blackbeard connection? Blackbeard's origin story. I would watch Blackbeard's movie. Well, as we've just learned, Blackbeard's too busy to have a girlfriend, so it can't be that. Well, she's a bride of Christ, so she wouldn't be interested anyway. She might anyway. not have been at the time. No, nah, she's always been a bride of Christ. Oh, is that her backstory? Yeah, she was born into the habit. Okay. So, Bartek, in a moment we're going to get the line that I was kind of not wanting to spoil for Kate, in which they open up and he sees the Pixum, and he says quite loudly in front of everyone at this point, it's still a mystery to everyone what he uses the Pixum for. Like, it's never revealed to anyone, because remember, they're like, oh, we don't know. Uh because he likes to keep it secret, but he sees all this Pixum and he shouts in a declaring manner, I'm going to live forever, or like, oh, I'm going to live for all of eternity, which gives you his motivation. Like, he's going to mine all of this to live forever. That's his whole motivation. He wants to live forever. He doesn't want to die. That's basically it. Like, you got that from his conversation, too, where he's like, you're going to kill me. And he's, like, really sad about it because he doesn't want to die. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who fears death. Again, very, very, very uh, uh, Star Warsian Potter as well. You know, the the, the people the, who fear death. Eternity beckons. Yeah, eternity beckons. I oh. will live forever. That line just gives you what he's going to do. Yeah. And then he literally grabs flamethrowers and starts exterminating them <laughs> without, like, skipping a beat. Without skipping a beat. And I like the fact that the, the fairy's reaction to being flamethrowered is just to move closer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's owning this movie. That's I kept yeah. writing to Bartek. I wrote he to Bartek really well. once I finished it. I'm like, Hugh Jackman owned this movie. And I think that's the saddest thing about the film too is he dies. Or it's implied he dies. Like he mm. crashes and he's like, oh, and the, it falls. And you assume death. But that's the thing. If there was a sequel, who knows? Maybe he might have lived. Who knows? Like, he's just such an engaging character. And that's that thing, isn't it, with movies where certain characters, especially villains, who die, and you're like, oh, how are they ever going to top that? And sometimes they don't. Like, you know, you miss mm. that. Like, when Phantom Menace mentioned it before, Darth Maul, 
Mm-hmm. Had a lot of potential. People love that character, even though there's not much of a character in that movie. Yeah. Like, I know he's an expanded universe and all that kind of stuff. not loved, but he is. Yeah. And he has his whole expanded universe and Clone Wars and all that story, but, like, they squandered him as a villain, possibly, for the movies. You know, like, you could have had him in more of the movies and it would have been great. Yeah. Dooku liked. got two movies. Dooku. Kind of. Kind of. And, you know, like, you could have had, you know, that go on. It's like this character. It's like maybe killing him is what killed the movie. For the general masses. Maybe Hugh Jackman just dies and people are like, that's it, I'm getting out of my seat. Ugh, and they just oh, leave. Like, like not connecting themselves to this potential trilogy. Or exactly. Something. And they're just like, my Wolverine don't die, he's fine. And he's using his adamantium claws to climb up. But what if what if in the sequel, Darth Maul's the villain? In this? In the sequels of this. Yeah. They'll be like, well, we it, gotta come back. And, oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so... <laughs> yeah, I know you're going at this, I think. Go I on. might know. Project. Blackbeard will be in the next Star Wars film. No, completely wrong. Oh. Blackbeard, the opening to the next Pan movie is Blackbeard's falling, and he goes, ah, oh, and then on his ship, a pair of legs just smack onto the deck. And he's like, what? And then the top half of Darth Maul just smacks onto the deck, and he's just like, help me! And he's like, oh, I've got some Pixum here. And just like, <laughs> so, like, he was him up, and then they both team up together to take on everyone else. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a tag team effort. Mm. And Hayden Christensen is in it as, as Hook, Hook's dad. Oh, you can have all these things like Blackbeard's like, so what kind of fairy magic do you use this force? And it's like, it's not fairy magic. It's called midichlorians. <laughs> yeah, it's midichlorians, you idiot. You have some too, I can sense it. So, this is where, you know, Peter's jumping around, and now, you know, Tiger Lily's jumping too. She can jump, and Smee betrayed them. Okay, you know? So whose side is Smee on then? Is he with Oh, he's on Smee's so side. Like he's like... He's on Blackbeard's side, but he doesn't want to be, I guess. He's on Hook's side in the end. Yeah. yeah. We know that for sure. But in this fight sequence, he's on their side in the end, because he betrays the pirates by pulling a piece of rope. <laughs> and then the pirates lit... And you don't... Do you ever see Smee again? No, wait. Is he in the ending sequence? I think maybe, but, like, last thing you see of him in this big CGI battle at the end is Smee just get punched the fuck out by some pirates, or, like, implied that, because he's, like... Rope, and then all these parts like, oi, you, and just, just like start swinging their arms at him, and then it just cuts, and you just never see him again. Did he get killed by one punch? Yeah, he's one punch man. Oh no. Uh, get it? Cut in, because he's using a sword. See, the whole prophecy angle, maybe that's something that doesn't work. Is there a prophecy in film that works for you, The Phantom Bart? Menace. No, works, I said. The Phantom Menace. What is the prophecy in the Phantom Menace? No, I'm being genuinely serious. He's right. gonna bring balance to the Force. Yeah, I don't know. No, Harry, Harry Potter, maybe? Yeah, the chosen one. See, look, I don't know. I think that's a scar along his head. Is Harry Potter? It does look like a scar. Harry Potter, actually, yeah. A lot of people are really into that one because there's a whole thing of both Harry and Neville are both prophesied and one of them has to, like, do a thing in the end and it's like, mm. oh... Obviously, Harry did this thing, but if you actually look, Neville did this and this and this, and it was actually really well done. Hmm. I haven't really delved deep. Like, a lot of the rings one was alright with the whole ring. Oh, his hair, his head. Yeah. So, where's that scar? You see? See? See that? That looks like a nasty scar. Oh, that. Oh, yes, that's... See? 
That looks like yes. a nasty okay, scalp. That... a bit of a scalping, sort of. It looks yeah. like he got scalped. Yeah. And it's never explained. Yeah, I forgot about and that. And that's what I like about this movie. It takes the risks to leave things open. And things that may not have ever been answered in the sequels if they were ever going to make them. Like, why would they have to answer if he got scalped? I think it's just nice that yeah, it lets what... the audience, even small children, be like, ah, oh, maybe he got scalped or not. Or maybe it's not even that. And Hugh Jackman... Just shaved his head a bit too close. Or maybe it was just... We don't know. Maybe, maybe it was just truth or dare gone wrong. Y- yeah? Yeah. Maybe he was trying out for the new Professor Xavier role. <laughs> you know, when they were doing the uh, Days of Future Past, he was like, oh, whoops, wrong film. Like, he actually thought he was going to be Xavier instead of Wolverine. I and he was like, whoops, I might as well do this for something. I haven't seen Pen. that one, but I've seen First Class, and Wolverine has a cameo in that. Well, Wolverine's like the main character of Days of Future Past. Isn't that right, Kate? Yeah. Kate and I saw that in the cinema together. Fun fact. Okay. Yeah. I enjoyed that one. Not this? We should have no, seen this in the cinema, one. and then you could have been like, Hugh Jackman Jack human. gets the, you know, the finger. That's what she would have given... Okay, can your rating at the end of this be I give it a finger? Alright. Alright. Yeah, good, good improvising there, Ryan. Giving mm. her things to do. Just, you know, doesn't get to carp with her own. No, fuck you. <laughs> fuck me. That could be your, your rating. Okay. I've already been rating things throughout this episode, and by things I mean things you say. So I give it a 10 out of 10. I already gave you one. And this is where she's like, am I going to die? Because holding this is really hard. But Smee, he puts his foot down, literally. Yeah. And then, uh, see, and then we never see him again. I don't think. I don't think. Maybe when the fairies start. Maybe it got implied that something really bad happened. Maybe. No. Maybe the person put their hand on his shoulder and said, good job. (laughs) (laughs) I'm proud of you. And they're like, and he's like, wait, what? It's and he's good like, that you finally put your foot wait, down. And he's like, it's good that you finally did that. And it turns around and it's Dustin Hoffman dressed up as Hook from the movie Hook. And he's like, I'm the real, I'm Hook. I'm the real Hook. Like, come with me to a Robin Williams film? No, he's a very interesting, you know. Uh, this movie's an origin story for, uh, for all these characters, right? Yeah, for a new interpretation of the yeah, pants. And yeah. I honestly thought, okay, where did all the pirates go? Well, how did all the pirates get there? What do you mean? <laughs> Whoops. What, you mean the flying ship? No, I just... What do you mean? Oh, how did they get in Neverland? Yeah. Didn't they... Weren't they orphans? They all... They grew up? Well, we don't know because, uh... Do we... Hook doesn't even tell his backstory truthfully, though. No, we don't know. He said he lies. a joker? Yeah. Like, we don't know the backstory. Here's the thing. When I, when I, my thing to wrap around my brain with this was Hook. When I think of Hook in, in this movie, his whole thing is he wants to go back home, doesn't know whether outside of Neverland. He wants to leave Neverland. Home is a concept that you explore through his character. Like, home is where you're from. It's like, no, home is where you, what you make it. Yeah. And he wants to leave Neverland. That's all, like, he wanted for a moment, right? Yeah. It really challenged me because the Hook that I interpret or, or kind of create is a guy who is from Neverland. Like, I never thought of him as, like, a a human. Like, you know what I mean? That's like from somewhere else. I thought he was a person from Neverland. You know, like, he's a thing from Neverland. And his whole thing is he just wants to rule Neverland. You know what I mean? Like, that's his goal. He wants to be the best. He wants to be the feared. He wants to be the top dog of Neverland. And it just challenged me to see Hook in this movie 
Ugh. not want anything to do with Neverland. Like, he's like, I'm done. Like, I'm out of here. Like, yeah, it challenged it's... everything to my being of him as a character. It's almost a completely different interpretation of Hook himself. Almost? Very. <laughs> well, he's still called Hook. They got that right. Oh, is that the And most he was mining part? with a hook at the start of the film, too. <laughs> yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. Maybe he used a hook. I just assumed it was a pickaxe. No, no, no. He used a pickaxe, but when... Um... Oh, no, I'm just saying I assumed. No, but when he dug that hole between the jail cells mm-hmm. of mm. them, he used a hook to kind of get all the debris rocks out. It was kind of neat. But, like, the hook that I would have done in this movie would be the similar character to this, but instead of just escaping the mines, he would have escaped it and tried to, like screw shit up like that's how i would imagine hook like he wouldn't just leave neverland he would get an army or or amass weapons and come back and kill like that's a hook i would do like you know but this is a different version and that's what you gotta appreciate and like the thing that i hear is a lot of the criticisms against guy who plays hook i see it i understand that guy's a snappy dresser mm-hmm. i see it and i understand Maybe. but the thing i like is in my reviews and bartek i hope in the comments that you have is Everyone agreed thus far that the kid who plays Hook, uh, who plays Peter Pan, is he's great. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel good for him because you know the kid cried when he got the role. Like he was so happy because Peter Pan is one of his I favorite read, characters. I read oh, like so I read like story about him like he used to play Peter Pan and he got like an award for it and that he was picked out of, like multiple thousands of kids. So I imagine that yeah he would have been pretty damn. And happy. like how would you feel you know as a small kid. This is your big one, your opener of your career. Yeah. And it's your favourite character. It's your... Yes. And, and you're doing a fantastic job, but maybe the film that you're in or the product that you're in around you just doesn't live up to to it. And, <laughs> you know, that's the thing. We probably would never get to see this kid again as Peter Pan in a film. A live-action film. That makes me sad. You know, that's, that's sad, isn't it? Like, and it's know, not I, his fault. He's done a great job, and I hope that maybe the thing is, they though, do that he thing. He wouldn't be able to play Peter Pan again because he never grows up. Oh, but in this movie, he hasn't gotten that ability yet. But who knows? Like, you know what I mean? You know, a lot I just of... thought in Neverland you didn't age in Neverland. No, Peter chooses not to grow up. That's oh. his whole deal, and he makes the others grow up. Isn't that his whole thing? Is he doesn't want to grow up? Uh, probably. Yeah. I mean, Hook ages. He's old. I was just saying, because all of those things you were saying right there could really be applied also to Jake Lloyd and, you know, Phantom Menace. I know we kept bringing no, it up, but... No. no, but, like, think about it. You're a kid, you get cast as, like, you're in the new Star Wars film. Back yeah. then, Phantom Menace wasn't sucky yet. How old was Jake Lloyd, though? Dude, he was clearly, like, a, a, no more than 11, maybe even he 9. He really looked young in those movies, he did, yeah. He? I, I think if he you were to ask me difference. how old he was, I, I would have said 8. Yeah, and you, seven and like, or eight, but he's clearly older. Yeah, and you but... tell an eight-year-old, "Hey, these Star Wars films, everyone like you can be the main character." Yeah, in the but next one. like here's the thing, though. And then everyone hates him for it, and he's like depressed adult. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Here's the two major plot differences between those. One, this kid fucking loves Peter Pan. Like Jake Lloyd never heard Probably, much about him loving yeah. Star Wars as much. This kid loved Peter Pan. He's already played Peter Pan mm-hmm. for one. Which is, you know, I know it's kind of hard, but two is this kid can act. No offense, Jake Lloyd just yeah, can't act. Yeah. This kid can act, and so it's even more the heartbreaking that this kid will never see is Peter Pan again in a big film. Maybe. You get a cameo, maybe. No, but or maybe they do that sometimes in shows or movies where someone really nailed something and it didn't work in that version, and they bring them back for for another doing of it. It's like you did really good in that, like you know, Deadpool. 
Ryan Reynolds in Wolverine Origins, he, he you know, he was Deadpool and he that movie wasn't very good, but what you got of Deadpool in that movie for the little parts where he spoke were kind of like, oh, that's kind of like Deadpool. And then, was it 11 years later he got to play Deadpool in a proper movie about properly Deadpool or whatever? It's like, see, Hollywood has those little moments like that and where they appreciate, oh no, this guy's right for the thing. The thing wasn't right for him. And I just hope that this kid gets that, you know? Like, it would be like the nice thing to happen in life, but it just probably won't, you know? Mm. But, I mean, at least people really liked the kid, so at least he'll probably get something. No, yeah, he's he's definitely the best part of the movie. I think, actually, in all fairness, him, I mean it, him and Nibs were my favourite mm. in this movie. I, I really think that this movie, the real reason why it doesn't do too well is you needed Nibs in it to be in it as the kid. Who to is, take more of the cook role, yeah. Maybe not even that, but also just to be the, our point of view. No, because but what, what I mean is like Hook's relationship with the main kid here. Like he's the yeah. he's the guy by his side. He's the guy who encourages him. Mm. Yeah, that's what I meant. And like even what Kate reacted to before, like the oh he remembers Nibs, or like yeah. when he was trying to you know jump. Yeah, exactly. And it's that, the thing is with the kids too, in comparison to the adults. And it happens less with Peter throughout the movie, hence why having another kid would be great, is like in Harry Potter. And Star Wars on a level, even though Luke's grown up, is the 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 wow factor of the environment they're in. Like, Peter's not as wowed by anything after a certain point as he should be. Like, you know, in the Harry Potter movies where Daniel Radcliffe is still amazed by something magical and he's like six movies in. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is kind of neat because he grew up without all of this stuff and he's kind of yeah. getting into this. This kid, like, he flies and once he starts to fly, he's like, oh, cool, I can fly. You know what I mean? It's like, that's a, maybe a little mm-hmm. criticism of that actor, but I feel like if he had a Nibs character, he can be like, to be, oh my God, I wow, like my friend, can, my friend can fly. Yeah, we you kind know, of get that at the end. At the yeah. end, though, at the end. And that's the kind of thing where it's just like, oh, okay, you know, like... Uh, and he and but speaking of the end, and did they get a whole bunch of new orphans? They must have. Was the black kid back here? I don't know. It's like Nibs was the only one left, and now they're like full up of orphans. Well, he was the only one who escaped. So. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. But like, we never see the other kids again, so are they still in the mines. Maybe. No, but, he would have freed them. Well, I mean, you, don't you see some of them on the ship just in a second? I imagine so. Yeah, yeah you see the weird little blonde kid, the creepy one. Mm. Look, he's got his little hat, Kate. With a feather? Yeah. That's not too bad. Like, for this universe. I don't think you could actually get him in the proper little green outfit. Nah, yeah. not in this kind of film. Well, it's set in the 40s, so maybe. Like, actually, you could. It's set in the 40s. What if they just completely in this scene? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's and my favourite character, by the way. What if you just com- good. What if you just completely recharacterized them as, like, the original Peter Pan? Like, hey, come with me and we'll fight that old codger. Or whatever he says. Yeah. Well. Be like, oh, he's no longer what we grew up with in this film. He's yeah. what we other people grew up with in the past. We what, he got a copy of the Disney's pair and just <laughs> mimicked it. Yes. <laughs> because time doesn't work in Neverland. Oh yeah. Now, speaking of which, that's another thing. I've, some of the comments were like Tinkerbell was barely in it. Oh, good. I don't like Tinkerbell. If I'm honest with you, I always find Tinkerbell to be one of my least favorite characters. Like even. In the animated one, and people don't like Tinkerbell and Hook because it's Julia Roberts, but I was like, oh, I don't care for her too much, but I don't care for the character, I think. Fuck you, Tinkerbell. That's how I feel about Tinkerbell. 
A big F. What Julie Roberts movies have I seen? Aaron Brockovich? No. Really? Mm. Oh, you've missed out on your... I don't know, Mirror Mirror? I don't, I don't know Julia Roberts' back catalogue. She doesn't know who Julia Roberts is outside of Hook and Aaron Brockovich. I don't she even... She got mentioned in Goldmember. Oh, well, there you go. That's who you know. She wasn't her. there, but she was mentioned. And look, they smile. They're smiling. And, oh, kids ruin it all. Oh, Oh, whoops! They—he touched her breast. I, I clearly saw oh, that. That's sorry. sexual. He well, you better get a touch in with that hand while I still got it, right? Well, exactly. At least Ryan doesn't touch my breasts. No, they're too hairy for my liking. Hmm? Well, I mean, through the shirt. Yeah, you can still feel your hair through your shirt, man. Not really. I can. Maybe if you like rub it a bit. No, I'm like, not oh, grabbing your breast without rubbing it. Jeez. Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> you got me there. I, I can't argue with that, Ryan. Oh, there you go. They got it at the end. But, okay, the line to end the movie on, you, you don't know, do you? And I didn't either. Give me some sugar, baby. That's the line. <laughs> no. Neverland. <laughs> Neverland. <laughs> That's what we call the German Neverland. And look, they got neon now. The Jolly Roger, which is great. It's, it's leading up to, but wait, we'll always be friends, Hook, right? Always. What could possibly go wrong? And then, whoop! You know what I love? What could possibly go wrong? Why are they ever friends in any of the versions? He always just made him lose his hand to a crocodile, yeah? And how did that happen? What was it again? Like, the clock? The, I remember he gets killed or eaten or whatever he at the end. The croc, but I'm because of the, the clock, clock right? Eats his hand. But he blames Peter Pan. What did Peter do? I think Peter might have pushed him or something. Yeah. yeah. He probably laughed at him. No, actually, I'm pretty sure Peter cut it off with a sword. No, he's, I think no that it's was, a crocodile. I think that was one interpretation, but I, like the Disney one introduced the crocodile, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a crocodile in most of them because he's, a, he's always about the crocodile. Is this a Disney movie? No. No. Okay. It's one of those like Brothers Grimm sort of things because the mermaids are meant to be like hella crazy. Right. Yeah, I don't think this is actually Disney. I don't think so. I thought it was uh, Sony. No. It Warner with, Brothers. Yeah, it doesn't start with like a... It's not. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it starts with the that really mellow kind of Warner Brothers logo at the beginning. Yeah, well, the movie ended. Hugh Jackman is first build. Jack human. Thanks, Barter. We're looking at space, and humans aren't from space. But Netherlands in space. Rune Mara. No, that's not how you pronounce it. Oh, that's hot Thanks. Thank you. So. Levi Miller, good job, kid. So I'm going to give my review and a rating out of what I feel. His last name looks like actor. He is an actor. Yeah. So, Pan. Well, I think I summed it up most in, throughout the commentary, but I love this movie. I think it, it was a roller coaster ride. It had a lot of conflicting uh, tones, and I think those actually worked in its benefit. I think the differing feelings of darkness and levity of taking what we know to be the Peter Pan and switching it around and changing things up in a more dramatic fashion, such as making Hook a cowboy and and Tiger Lily a grown white woman and not having nibs. You know, I know that's not the part of the mythos, but it's my mythos, damn it, having nibs. <laughs> I gotta have some meaning, some nib action. And I, I think it works. I think we weren't ready for it. I just think we weren't ready for it. And maybe one day the world will be ready for Pan. But just not yet. 
If I have to give this a rating, Bartek, if I had to... I say you do have to. I would give it a whole bucket load of nibs. What flavour? Nib flavoured. What it's shape? a pretty solid flavour. Huh? It's a pretty solid flavour. It's my favourite flavour of nibs. Cool. Nib flavoured nibs in the shape of nibs? Nibbers. Nibbers. So okay. Nibble on it. Yes. Give us a review and rating from the mastery of film you just watched. Um, I actually, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I think that with the interpretation, they kind of, they kept that wonder of Neverland, mm. as you see in the Disney films. Um, and I think it was, as we were talking about, a really good mix of like a, a like a whole family movie as well. Mm. The the storyline I found really interesting, especially with um Blackbeard and his like want to live forever. Mm. Um, and I also really enjoyed that sentimental moment at the end where Peter gets to meet his mum. Yeah, what about not Dobkins though? My favourite character. <laughs> what about Tony Allen's as himself? <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> so I would have to give this rating um four out of five fingers. <laughs> She's no. just keeping the thumb for she, herself. She, well, she upped the ante. You told her to just give her a finger. Oh, I'm yeah. giving it four. Four, Ryan. All four. It's a solid penetration. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a multi penetration. It's a full finger blast. Yes. <laughs> but I quite enjoyed it. So I walked in probably of the bunch of us knowing the least about the Peter Pan mythos, oh. uh, the lore, the stories. Uh, but I, you know, I brought in the fact that it's inspired the Zelda series, so that makes me the best. I find that really interesting. Hmm. Well, I mean, you can even tell because Link wears green, Peter Pan wears green, and the hat too. You know, leprechauns inspired mm-hmm. Link. Yeah, th- there are other things, I'm sure. But, um, I think it was mainly the look of Link. Um, yeah, so I walked in knowing a little bit, so I ha- I walked in with some... Not misconceptions, preconceptions. Like, oh, I think this might happen. Like, oh, Hook. But, um, you know, he's normally the bad guy. But what's happening here? But Blackbeard's the bad guy. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? I don't know. Um, But as the movie went on, I realised, yeah, this... Even though I don't know the main story, this is a different interpretation of it. And because I'm the guy that on the show that looks for quizzes, I typically get that whole idea that... A lot of movies we do on this show are move uh, movie entries to f- already existing franchises. So we've done like Starsky and Hutch, Scooby Doo, and all that good stuff. Um, and it always brings about an air of what do we keep and what do we change, and how do we make a property that was done in this style done in live action. And I feel that this movie, I, and I mentioned this to you, Ryan, last night outside this show on Facebook through message chatting with our keyboards, that it felt very similar to Oz the Great and Powerful, which you did comment on before. Mm. Uh, and thinking about how it's got a lot of, I guess you could call it cliches, you know, there's a chosen one, the, the eventually party gets built up and things like that. It is a story that has definitely been, not told before, actually, yeah, told before, done before, but it's always interesting to look at how they do it in different ways. Mm. And yeah, this one also even addresses the whole, even not even directly, the whole whitewashing issue. Like, oh, a typically Native American character is being portrayed by a white girl. Um, but also the whole tribe she comes from is not being portrayed entirely by white people. There are people of all races and it's building upon this idea that Neverland is outside of the reality that we know. 
It is a film that very intelligently, very handsomely gives us a world that is brand new with existing elements and it doesn't have this kind of white-centric culture to it. I've always thought of Neverland as just like a place. There's no no time. There's no... It's just this place Hmm. and it could fit in any context. Yeah, which is a real shame because there are a lot of people who are fans of original works that really demonize if something's changed mm. and mm-hmm. you know that makes that makes uh, lambs cry <laughs> so Clarence. i think i've articulated my point well enough what's your rating and that is what i have to give it now if i have to give this film a rating i give it all of ryan's best jokes all all four wow. of them mm-hmm. well yeah. i mean that you've ever told. Oh, so six of them. Oh, yes. Good. They're not as good as my Jack Human, but they're pretty good. Well. Reviews we, and comments, right? We got reviews and comments. I'm going to read a review straight up. It's called Why the Hate? Well, first of all, how many do you have? Uh, five. Five? Okay, I'll maybe after every two or something. I don't know. Something's Not Right, but Lily Allen was in this movie. Good hmm. job. Who's Lily Allen again? She's a musician. Maybe that was the pop song. Who knows? But why the hate? Eight stars. Now, this review may contain spoilers, so, you know, just saying. How dumb do you have to be to misunderstand a movie like Pan? Because this movie has generated some of the dumbest review comments I've ever seen. There's no Wendy. Because this is a prequel. Look up pre- in a dictionary. <laughs> it's dark, all fairy tales are, and their modern imitations like Peter Pan or Pinocchio have to be too, to remain true to the genre. Fairy tales originated in a time when meeting wolves and bears in the woods was all too likely, and they weren't cute and anthropomorphic. Blech, anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic. I get the put in there, but you give me a break. It's hot. I do give you a break. Either. And the original Grimm stories, unlike their sanitized modern retellings, carried the clear message that awful things happen to naughty children who don't obey the rules. For some reason, awful children from then on, like awful things from then on, was all ca- like all of the f- starting letters were capitalized. Like in the in the fairy tales, isn't like. All children? All all things that happen to naughty children who don't obey the rules. The prize comment was someone complaining about that a flying pirate ship over World War II London was unrealistic. So name some historical periods when it was realistic. (laughs) (laughs) I like that this guy's going on the, you know, missing the point. They're getting it all there. Overall, it's a satisfying action movie and wholly undeserving of the scorn some reviewers have dumped on it. The weakest links are Garrett Hadlin as Hook, still a good guy at this point, and Rooney Mara as Tiger Lily. Hedlund tries to be Harrison Ford, complete with Indiana Jones hat and Han Solo's flying off to save his own skin, but coming back to save the day. But he just doesn't have charisma. Neither does Tiger Lily, who's pretty, who's pretty but bland, and goes through life with a deer in the headlights expression. They're both stiff and lifeless. And that's the end of their review. That's the end of their review. Like they left it on quite a sour note. Uh, well, I do tend to agree couple... with that, though. I feel like those two characters could have had a bit more oomph about them. Mm. Oomphy. Mm. 
Like, I felt that at, at moments they were kind of there because they had to be there in the story. It's tragic, isn't it, being a character in a story? Mm. Should I go or do you want yeah, to Yeah, let's hear a couple from you. All right, so the first comment was a guy who wasn't missing the point, I guess? <clears throat> you mean he got the point? This comment is, Who else thought Captain Hook? When they saw Hugh Jackman then went, Capital O, full stop, lowercase O, uh? When it turned out the other guy who was helping Peter turned out to be Hook. That's a comment. <laughs> Next nice. comment. Um, first major stumbling of the excellent British filmmaker Joe Wright. Peter Pan, he put that in quotes, 2015, even though the film's just called Pan, holds no resemblance to the beautiful period dramas brilliantly adapted to, for the cinema in Pride and Prejudice 2005 and Atonement 2007. Mm-hmm. Comparable movies. All the magic that could exist in the interesting idea of telling the origin of Neverland and the classic characters created by J.M. Barry fails miserably in a hurry history filled with artificial visual effects of dubious quality. That leaves very few good times of Hugh Jackman as the villain Blackbeard and the fairy tale atmosphere, which may appeal to young children. This guy's kind of all over the place. Mm. Well, hey. And this person here. <clears throat> this will be the worst Peter Pan film since the beginning of history. Hook! A white tiger lily? Are you kidding me? Americans must be very bored or very respectless. Not disrespectful, respectless. They're less. When they are messing up the original like this. Robin Williams would spin in his grave (laughs) if he would know about this. Uh, Yeah, he would. Sure, sure. You want to go or should I go still? I'll have one. All right. This one is a eight-star review called I'll Always Believe in You. Peter Pan. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. I admit it. Peter Pan is one of those stories that just draws the child in me to it. Who doesn't want to learn how to fly, be friends with pixies, or never grow up and have all the anxieties of life? And whenever a new Peter Pan story is made into a film, I generally wind up. I, I generally... Oh, yeah, I generally wind up seeing it. At last count, at, at last count, I've seen Disney's animated Peter Pan and Return to Neverland. Mary Martin's Peter's Mary Martin's Peter Pan. Kathy Rigby as Peter Pan. Hook. Peter Pan 2003. Peter Pan Live. And now Pan. And Red. Peter Pan in Kensington Gardens. Peter Pan and Wendy. Peter Pan and Scarlet. And Captain Hook. So you might say I am an old hand at this. <laughs> Pan is a lively is is a lively different take on the tradition of Peter Pan. Not quite as bizarre or hilarious as Hook and not quite as accurate to the original story as Peter Pan from 03. But what I know from having read about Mr. Barry's life was that he edited Peter Pan numerous times when it was on the stage and was always looking for a way to liven things up. So this pan keeps with that tradition. It is a fun, rollicking adventure about a boy with a destiny, a savvy yet heartfelt pirate tagalong, and a warrior princess, all battling the the despotic, the despot Captain Blackbeard. 
Spoilers after this. <clears throat> there is something absolutely charming about this version of Hook, who is given the full emotional treatment of a person with an actual past, not just a guy missing a hand who wants revenge. Mr. Hedlin was the ideal casting choice because he can be gruff and still very likable. And for all the complaints about Tiger Lily not being cast as Native American, might I suggest an alternative view for this? Excuse me? Might, might I suggest an alternative view for this? Okay. There is no way to give viewers a 100% authentic First Nations approved version of Tiger, Tiger Lily. Uh. Why? Because the way Barry wrote them was racist, and you cannot escape from it. Ever. <laughs> but if you decide to make them native Neverlanders instead, you move what could be insulting by making them a new group of people that has no connections on Earth. Instead, the native Neverlanders were a beautiful, eclectic tribe of people living in the trees, like wood elves in bright tents and clothing with skilled warriors and artisans. There was never a moment of disrespect to other cultures that I found and it was a movie and then and it and it this movie set apart from the others. Rooney Mara was a solid choice for Tiger Lily. Enjoyable, spunky and given some really cool fighting scenes. <laughs> Blackbeard is a great villain with a purpose, and Hugh Jackman was remarkable in the role. <laughs> per usual. <laughs> they just gotta chuck that in. They're like, eh, you know, per usual. His clothing and hair was flamboyant, but not out of place in a world that is rather flamboyant and imaginative. imaginative. And yes, he can be cruel and vicious. This is not a film for little weans. And as Blackbeard does kill children, implied... No impact scene, though. Yes. See? I like how they point that out. And Peter Pan himself is a pretty brilliant marvel. Zachary is a newcomer, but a fine young actor. Quite likeable and holds an impressive array of emotions. Peter is his usual self, albeit in a slightly different story, marked by determination and the ability to lead. Unfortunately, this story did kill a little of the childlike wonder and glee Peter usually has, but then so did the film Hook. I'm giving this an 8 out of 10 stars because the casting is very solid, character development is good, setting is spectacular, and plot is mostly sound. The only things I didn't like were the sort of Oliver Twist beginning with the mean nuns, which has been done to death, folks, and the plot all of what happens to all those men and boys in the mine. Did Peter just leave them there, or did he return them home? You decide. But I, but I recommend it wholeheartedly. Just be aware that it can be a bit scary, and some smaller children may not do so well on the scale on, on uh, may not do so well on the scale of favorite Peter Pan films. It ranks just behind Kathy Rigby as Peter Pan and Hook, which isn't bad at all. It keeps Barry's fun story alive for a new generation. Until the next one is made. See you at the movies! <laughs> That's the end of that review. Barry's fun story with the racism. <laughs> hey, racism yeah. can, can so, be fun sometimes. Uh, you want to read another no, one? No, you go on. Okay. That was a longie. So this next one, it, it's it's a guy who, who gets what this film was doing. He got something. He got something. They aren't reusing old movies and just changing them up a bit. They're expanding. 
giving more life to stories we've loved in the past. It's a genius idea! This movie will be phenomenal, because it's not about Peter and Wendy, or a much older Peter, it's about how Peter came to be and his relationship with Hook. Backstories are always great. It gives characters reason and stories meaning. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, and this next one, you guys like sarcastic people? You like obnoxious sarcastic people? Oh, yeah, people? you know me. I really love sarcastic people. Oh, you don't people. like him. Oh, well, Ryan. This... Oh, help out, sir. Yeah. Come back, sarcastic. You know what this guy says? He says, oh, I get it. This is a fantasy film, Smile. He wrote, he wrote smile at the end there. Um, this explains why they have such a high percentage of Caucasians playing most of the roles in the film, lol. They simply overlooked uh. the fact that they left most of these so-called minorities out of the film. They simply overlooked the fact that Caucasians are less than 10% of the world's population, which would make them a minority, I guess. Shh, don't bring that up. There's a bright side to my comment. With Christmas and the holidays approaching, I'm sure the film, I'm sure the movie companies will not miss a chance to depict Santa Claus. He put an E at the end, so I read it wrong. In his correct and proper images, as a black man, I'm sure everyone by now is aware of the fact that Santa Claus is a black Roman saint. Just don't tell Megan Kelly. I don't know who Megan Kelly Me is. Me neither. And there's a response to this one. Break those chains of oppression, brother! I'm sure Medea Claus is coming to town. We showed in theaters this Christmas. Oh, fuck. Now, Ryan, do you remember last night when I was chatting to you on Facebook? I said that the quiz and one other comment really got me into the giggles. Yeah, get into the giggles. One of the responses to this comment is the one that got me into the giggles. Oh, good. I can't wait for this. Okay, the initial comment. Hook was by far the best Peter Pan movie. R.I.P. Robin Williams. Oh. <laughs> Res response. Agree! And come to my channel if you want to see something cool related to this. Colon, capital P. <laughs> response. Will do. And this response. Ironically, I am writing my own untold story of Peter Pan, and I wish I wrote it sooner before Robin Williams passed away, because it probably would have prevented him from committing suicide. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wow, that got you into a giggle, huh? Yeah, it just wow. was unexpected. And in fact, my brother said something and I wrote it down. He said, he could have saved him if he wrote the fanfic sooner. What a legend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a 10 star review here, guys. Yes, 10 stars. It's called About Peter, which one of yours had about as well. Yeah. <clears throat> it may contain spoilers. So here we go. This is a great movie that I suggest all of you should watch this movie. Well, this movie has taught me a lot of things. When Peter didn't listen to other words, but all he did is just believe in himself. All he did was believe. Did I mention this was written in America? So, believe in himself that he can meet his mum one day. Peter is a smart... Peter's a smart... Go on, Ryan, what do you say? <laughs> Peter is a smart boy and an optimistic person. He's not afraid to be different. He's not afraid to stand up. He's such a brave boy. However, the, his action really inspired me, and I think I should be like him in my life. After I watched this movie, I feel so confident. In my life, I shouldn't give up easily. I should stand up. <laughs> and not listen to other words? No. I should stand up and face all the conflicts in front of me. End of review. That's it. Does he write end of review? No, that's uh, just me. Okay. Just end of review. And um, 
I read. I read one more for you. Mm-hmm. Eight stars. There is a genuine spirit to this movie. Contains spoilers, Kate. In case you need to know. <clears throat> okay, I'm ready. I'll tell you right off. There are elements borrowed from other stories. The Blitzkrieg from Chronicles of Narnia comes to mind. And then the nun raises the Jolly Roger. And something gets odd. In a good way. And then you have the unorthodox chase sequence that can't possibly end in a way you imagined. Unless the sequence is from the book. I'm writing this review as I'm watching it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay. I'm writing this review as I'm watching it. I've never done that before. But you meet Blackbeard and the movie has this energy that could go e- that could either blow up its premise or launch it towards something very entertaining. Let's just say I'm typing to get my minimum words in now. So I could go back to watching this. I have absolutely no idea what is going to happen next, but I want to find out. And that's the end of the review. <laughs> and then that sells me on the. Movie. And then I went to that user's thing <laughs> yeah. to see if he did a follow up. That was his last review ever. Okay. He did like forty other reviews previously, but that was his last one. He's never done a review since July two thousand sixteen. Oh man. And uh, that that was that was mine. Uh, read us a few, Bartek. Okay. This... So I have one left. It... Okay, I've got like half a page left. <laughs> Typical Bartek. Initial comment doesn't beat Jeremy Sumter. Less than symbol three hundred thirty-three. It's meant to be like a bunch of hearts stacked on each other, but you know. Mm. Response. Because this isn't Peter Pan yet, and also Jeremy Sumter stopped being Peter Pan when he grew up, let's see if Levi Miller, or Levy Miller, will make the same mistake. Winky smile. (sighs) This is my other favourite string of comments. Whoa! Hugh Jackman looks completely unrecognisable here! He does. Response. My mum is enchanted. She recognised him at first sight. (laughs) (laughs) Your mum has a wet boner. Response. I couldn't recognize him at all, even still now. That's not a bad thing. It's awesome! Response. Yeah, my mom recognizes every actor no matter what. I thought that for the first time she would <laughs> not, but... Dot, 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 dot. She has some magic under that, after all, she finds everything like, Mom, where's my blue shirt? In the table. I'm looking at it. It's not. It is. No, Mom, is not. I wanna show you. <laughs> and in brackets, and when she appears, the shirt magically shows up when it wasn't there. So this Hugh Jackman makeup thing should have been expected. Response, ha ha, this is funny because this happened to me before. How are mothers able to do this? Two question marks. It's a mystery. <laughs> Just that end. The word. I was like, that, that was pretty good, but the end of that, it's yeah. a mystery. <laughs> so initial comment for this one. Is it just me, or does the kid look like a younger version of Leonardo DiCaprio? No, it's uh, just you. Re- it's just you. No, I can say How that. How did you know that the first words of the response is, no, just you? <laughs> I have seen many people saying that in the internet. About this kid, <laughs> about this kid doesn't look only like him. It seems he can act as good as him. That's why, letter Y, I'm sorry for him. He will never win an Oscar. But didn't do that. times have changed. <laughs> Also, oh, I thought you meant the kid. <laughs> <laughs> the kid's never going to win an Oscar. You don't know, he's only like 12. So, you know how I've told Leo's you... Now, now I've told you that a lot of 
a lot of people were complaining about the whitewashing. Yeah. This guy won't stand for it. He says, can you shit as sot up complaining about ethnicity and racism and enjoy the freaking movie? Ungrateful with two L's at the end, cunts with too much time on they, there, with as in they are, and two apostrophes, hands. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Read us a couple more. Okay. I've been waiting for this movie to come out for months, and now that it's out, I kind of don't want the movie to spoil the magical fantasy that was created from the trailer. Like, what if the movie is worse than the 2003 movie, which I adored? Then I'll never see this star-studded magical trailer the same way, haha. <laughs> oh, who am I kidding? I'm definitely seeing this anyway, because it looks interesting and wonderful and creative and has Hugh Jackman, Amanda Seyfried, a cute kid playing Peter, and Cara... Cara De- Delevingne. Delevingne in it. Yeah, that person was like, oh, I don't think I'll see uh, it. I'll see it because... Cara was literally in one scene. Yep. So wait, this is a prequel of Peter Pan? Yeah. Response, it actually is, smiley face. <laughs> Response, so if Captain Hook is antagonist of Peter Pan, why in trailer there's a scene that they're friends? Response, because it's the prequel, colon, capital D. This is their story. The film is probably showing how everything happened, brackets. You know, like how Peter and Tink met, how Hook and Peter met, how Hook lost his hand and how they became antagonists. Close bracket. I'm pretty excited to finally see it, smiley face. Brackets again. They released a trailer in February. Bracket again in (laughs) Germany. Close bracket. And I was like, yeah, oh my god, let's... Sorry, OMG, let's watch it when it finally comes out in summer. I just thought I missed it. Close bracket. Response. I know you in Dutzland. Response. Yay, Deutschland. Response. But I'm not German. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me let me uh, yeah. end mine. It's a ten star. Now this review may shake us all to the core. It's sweet. That's the best way to end end with the with mine is. Every now and then you need one that's just sweet, not funny, not weird, sweet. A world of fantasy from a timeless story. Ten stars written in London of all places. I loved this movie. I love the creative twists and turns, the unexpected friendships, and the ability to lose myself in a story from my childhood. Rejuvenated to allow my imagination to explore a timeless plot running down a new path. The acting was good enough for me to believe in the characters and want to see what will happen next. In brackets, I'm hoping for a sequel. End the brackets. For me, it's not about the special effect or the perfect screenplay. It's about wanting to immerse myself in the story and keep watching. I like that it resembled other storylines. In brackets, Hook was one of my favorites. End brackets. That made it comforting. That, no, yeah, that made it. No, it made it comforting. Oh, comforting, alright. Comforting. Yeah. Comforting. <laughs> Because they're English. And familiar, yet new and exciting. I'm just a person. A grandmother that likes to share share an experience with my grandchildren. A mother that still wants to phone my kids and say, Wow, you have to watch this. (laughs) A professional who likes to write in in our company newsletter... A not-to-be-missed review. (laughs) For whatever reason, technical or otherwise, that you didn't like this film, 
I don't pretend to understand why, but if you like, but if you, like me, just want to sit with a bucket of popcorn and get lost in the fantasy, then go watch this and just lose yourself for a little while. That is sweet. Hmm. Yeah. Can't wait till my comments ruin the nice tone. Yeah, when yours is like finger banging. <laughs> no, no, Ryan. The first. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not that. that sweet. Sweet. No, I need to hear Bartek's finger bangings. Alright. Alright, initial comment. Okay, that actor is way too hot to play Hook. Response, lol, IKR. Response, IKR, Hook is supposed to be ugly and like and unlikable. <laughs> Response, so Colin O'Donoghue from Once Upon a Time. Oh, sorry, so's Colin O'Donoghue from Once Upon a Time, but I'm not complaining, lol. Response, what I was thinking! OMG, you read my mind, LOL! <laughs> <laughs> that was all caps and exclamation marks, so I had to try. Next he, initial he, comment. He tried. He yes, did try. I tried, just like this guy. I saw that movie, and it was good, but for the other people who saw it, am I the only one who doesn't recall Peter dropping the food bowl and protesting? Or am I just loosing my mind because I could swear they cut that scene and the same for when Tiger Lily fell into Hook's arms? Response, yeah, he didn't drop the bowl. <laughs> Response, it's because it was stolen from the movie Oliver. They had to cut it. Response. It's just a cut scene, but when they are allowed to use the scene because it isn't exactly the same. Response. Could you check out my Peter Pan movie? <laughs> <laughs> was that? Was that? Was that Levi Miller? Levi Miller's got his YouTube account and he's like, please, anyone. Anyone, I need to get a sequel. This next comment is by a pessimistic guy. Unnecessarily dark and mature remake slash prequel of a beloved children's classic. How original and unimpressed emote com face. Response. Doesn't look dark to me. Eight forward slash. I can tell you one thing that needed to be darker though. Tiger Lily. Oh! Oh, that one only just sunk in. Two more. (laughs) I bet Tinkerbell is Peter's mom. And then they have a quote. I promise that you'll see me again in this world or another. Mm. Response. OMG, what an interesting thought. Oh, okay. I was expecting something nasty. And here's the final one of the bunch. Don't look right. This is too anachronistic for a film like Pan. The song wasn't written until the 90s, and this takes place in the late 30s or early 40s. How did Blackbeard first hear it? Are we supposed to believe that he composed it? <laughs> That's The song might have worked if Pan was a quirky musical. Open brackets and Ryan, calm down, take a deep breath. <clears throat> take, for example, Moulin Rouge. Ah, oh, fuck! No, I said take a deep breath. An excellent, <laughs> an excellent, excellent film in which this very song was featured near the beginning. Close bracket. But it just felt out of place here, open bracket, as did many aspects of the film, close bracket. Too bad, as I had high hopes for Pan. Response number one. And I, I like to consider these responses like the three wise men, like coming in to give their responses. The wise men. So, wise man number one. Well, he says he fetched the kids from all eras. Maybe he can go back and forth between them. Hmm. Wise man number two. Well, in A Knight's Tale, which takes place during the Middle Ages, they sang We Will Rock You. Response number three. Nigga, that was a flying ship. Calm the fuck down. Like, shit, you're bitching about a song, but not a flying ship. The fuck? (laughs) (laughs) 
And that's it. I like wise man number three. He gets yeah. it. He gets it. Well, thank you guys for listening. 2017, new year, new episodes, hopefully, and new unappreciated masterpieces to delve into. Pan being the jumping off point, and what a one to jump off with. A movie that is encapsulates everything, doesn't yeah. it? It, it, it is could, in itself it like, magical. We can call it the diving board of 2017, but I think Plank would be more... Well, well yeah. it's the plank that we plank. get kicked off of into the sea of unappreciated think masterpieces. Think happy thoughts, Ryan. Huh? Think happy thoughts, everyone. Or have happy feelings. Have happy, happy thoughts. It's thoughts. Yeah. Kate, wonderful to have you on. Thank Whether you. you will appear again will be unknown. It will be in the giant sea of unappreciated masterpieces and time. Mm. Bartek, always... A pleasure to have you on as uh, as my other host. We are both co-hosts, and it is both our. Thanks for stuttering that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! I don't want you on. I'm gonna host it by myself. Spit presents. You should do it. <laughs> do it. No. Um, I'll watch. Watch, will you? From behind, yeah. I'll be like, go ahead, Ryan, go. Just watching. That's compensating. Fuck! Dude, this is what we do. So what I was trying to say was. I look forward to the year hosting this show with you. 2017 offers a lot of promise. Quite a lot of movies I've already got lined up and uh, ready oh, for yeah, us to I've do. Oh, yeah, I've seen. We've got plans. I've got plans. So, you guys get your plans together for this upcoming year. Be kind to each other is the one that you should always be focusing on. Let's have a... Because you know, this is the start of the year. We should probably yeah. make this ending part of the episode something to a comment about the upcoming year. Like, I don't know. Let, let's let's take a guess. Um, there are 12 months in the year. Why don't we take a guess which episode, which month will have the episode that, I don't know, that will be the best, maybe that slays us. What, what month do you think will have something magical for April. us? April. April? What do you think, Ryan? April. April? Kate nailed it. April. April? So, thanks, April. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go May. I reckon May will do something. I'm gonna go April. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, we'll, Hedge your year. bets. I'll make a betting poll. At the end of the year, whoever wins. Put your money on it, and the money still goes to us. Yes, and it's a subjective topic anyway, so we can always just say that we were right. Alright. We can argue that, like, yeah, we were right. Until next time, remember to April. Remember to April. Remember to May. May you April. May the April be with you. Shut the September up. That was a good pun. 10 out of 10 for me. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Like in August. <laughs> when Easter is. What? You should have made it when Easter is. Look at the nailing of Christ. Oh, I know November what you mean. Goodbye, December. Thank you.